the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Dave Ellswick Show podcast is sponsored by the Juris Law Group. We provide estate planning for all ages, and we specialize in helping seniors get VA and Medicaid benefits for in-home, assisted living, and nursing home care. For a no-risk consultation, call us at 501-400-8250 or find us on the web at juristlawgroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. We've made it to hump day. Today is Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday. Over the hill day, and we are now closer to Friday than we were on Monday, which is, as I always like to say, a good thing. A little house cleaning to tell you what's coming up. First of all, uh, the president's going to be holding the news conference here in just about, they say, 15 minutes. Uh, when it happens, we'll go to D.C., and uh, we will join uh, the president. Uh, he's going to have, I think, was it the president? of Norway. Is that who, who it is? Or the prime minister, prime minister, prime minister of, uh, of Norway. But the reason that we'll join up with them is because yesterday, of course, they talked about DACA, uh, in that big meeting, uh, at the uh, white house, uh, yesterday, and by the way, if you're watching, uh, any of the coverage of that, uh, Senator Tom Cotton was there because of his, uh, is risen legislation that they're trying to get in moving into merit-based uh immigration instead of you know the the whole family the chain migration type stuff so we will uh join that live because when the media can start asking questions when the president is in front of them whether he's at a uh you know press conference with other people there the media will take the opportunity to ask questions Uh, that they're interested in about what's going on at the White House. They probably will ask him about uh, Steve Bannon being uh, moving away from Breitbart News as well. Uh, I think that uh, Bannon is going to find himself on the outs for a while uh, because of those things in the book that came out that he he supposedly said. And, uh, you know, he's going to take the the heat for those things. Uh, A federal judge on Tuesday imposed a 33-month prison stay for Dorothy Harper and uh, Dortha, Dortha Harper. It is the 14th person to be sentenced for participating in a scheme to obtain millions of dollars worth of U.S. Department of Agriculture funds intended to feed children in low-income areas throughout the Eastern District of Arkansas. Now, what's that we've always said here on this show, other shows, uh, when I've seen you uh, at uh, events, we always talk about how much government costs, and we always bring up uh, the situation of fraud, waste, and abuse. And the other side always says, oh, there's not that much. Well, I'm just telling you, there's more than what they think by a long shot. Harper, 52, of England, pleaded guilty March 24th 
the Friday before she was expected to go to trial on wire fraud conspiracy charges alongside Jacqueline Mills of Helena, West Helena, and Anthony Waits, also of England. The two women are among more than a dozen people who have admitted or were convicted of agreeing to falsify claims they provided meals for children in order to be reimbursed by the government. Two former employees of the State Department of Human Services, which administered USDA feeding programs in Arkansas, eventually admitted they falsely approved most of the other co-conspirators as sponsors in return for kickbacks from the government reimbursements that were directly deposited into the sponsor's bank accounts in response to exaggerated or false claims. So uh, it's just crazy what's been going on. Uh, There's a, a gentleman who was behind a lot of this, and he has received the largest sentence so far, 14 and a half years. Altogether, 16 people have been found guilty of uh, participating in the uh, various branches of the scheme, which, all right, we're getting ready to go to the press conference, evidently. 30 seconds, stations. We got 30 seconds. All right, they're killing us. That's that's Fox talking down to us. So in 30 seconds, we'll join the president, and we'll hear what he has to say. I'll I'll finish this story up because uh, prosecutors have been – uh, carrying out through a series of indictments that began December 2014 with the arrest of Mills 42 and all of them. I mean, we're talking uh, a lot of money here. A lot of money. Let's go to the president. Breaking news coverage from Fox News Radio. This is a Fox News Alert. I'm Jared Halpern in Washington. We are taking you live to the White House East Room. President Trump making a statement and taking some questions alongside Norway's Prime Minister including on the beaches of Normandy in 1944. Our friendship builds on this proud and noble history and is rooted in our commitment to confront the problems of today with that same confidence and that same determination, and I think it might even be greater determination. We've just concluded a series of discussions on how we can work together to promote a future of security and world prosperity and also a great future for our respective countries working together. The Prime Minister and I are both committed to strengthening the NATO alliance. Norway has made contributions to the NATO-led mission in Afghanistan, where we are doing very well. It's been turned around, as well as to NATO and NATO's enhanced forward presence in Poland and the Baltic states. I want to thank the Prime Minister and the Norwegian people for their participation in these efforts. I encourage Norway to follow through on its commitment to meet the 2% of GDP defense spending obligation so that together we can confront the full range of threats facing our nations. And I believe Norway will get there quite soon. Norway is also a vital and valued member of the campaign to defeat ISIS because of us, ISIS has now lost almost 100% of the territory it previously held not so long ago in Iraq 
and in Syria. We're grateful for Norway's civilian assistance efforts and generous humanitarian aid to the region. They've been out there and really doing an incredible job. I'm also pleased to share that the economic ties between our two countries are robust and growing. The United States currently has a trade surplus, which is shocking. You believe I'm saying we have a surplus? There aren't too many. You're going to have to go back and check your people. But we're getting more and more surpluses all over the world. I will say that. I told that to the Prime Minister. But our two countries are robust and growing. The United States currently has a, a large contingent of products that we sell and back and forth with Norway. And one of the big products, of course, is our military equipment. I want to thank the people of Norway for their commitment to fair and reciprocal trade, a word that you're going to hear more and more coming from this administration, and it should have come from other administrations before me. Reciprocal trade, which benefits us all. Free nations are stronger when the trade is fair. And trade has not been overly fair with the United States, but we've had that great relationship with Norway. But remember the word reciprocal. In November, we started delivering the first F-52s and F-35 fighter jets. We have a total of 52, and they've delivered a number of them already, a little ahead of schedule. It's a $10 billion order. Norway also invests about one-third of its sovereign wealth fund in American businesses, supporting hundreds of thousands of American jobs. They're very big investors in our stock market, and therefore, the Prime Minister thanked me very much, because their market is — you have done very well with your investments in the United States, right? Thank you. Norway's commitment to mutually beneficial commerce is a model for other nations, and it really is. It's an amazing country. I look forward to forging an even stronger economic relationship between the United States and Norway, growing this record of success with even more investment and more jobs and more job creation. We're also proud of our increasing cooperation on health and health security, and also on biodefense, very important to both countries. I commend Prime Minister Solberg's efforts to promote vaccine development and disease prevention. Together, we can save and improve many, many lives. We're working very hard and, in some cases, together on cures to many ailments. Prime Minister Solberg, I want to thank you again for joining us at the White House. For decades, Norwegians and Americans have stood side by side against common threats to our freedom, our security, and to our values. Together, we have fought against fascism and communism and terrorism, and we face threats always. Together, we're partners. Our partnership has advanced peace, cooperation, and respect for human dignity all around the world. Today, we remain united in our efforts to confront shared challenges, to seize new opportunities, and to build a bright and beautiful future for our countries, our people, our children, and I think we're doing very well working together, and we have a newfound friendship. So I want to thank you, and God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President, and thank you for your generous welcome. Uh, it's a great honor to be here at the White House. The relationship between our two countries 
is strong and it has very deep roots. There are millions of US citizens who proudly call themselves Norwegian Americans. And our Norwegian constitution, the second oldest in the world, that is still in force, was inspired by American ideals. And we have had a long and continuous history of serving shoulder to shoulder on battlefields around the world. The US remains our most important ally, a major trade partner, and a close friend. Today, we have discussed issues of, for, of importance for our a relationship, how we can keep our countries and citizens safe, how we can grow our economies, how we can further cooperation, the cooperation in areas of mutual interest. And I have assured President Trump that Norway remains an ally and a friend that you can count on in the future. We are already number two in NATO after the US in terms of defense spending per capita, and we are making significant investments to further strengthen our defense. And this includes, as the President said, some big buys from American industry. P-8 maritime patrol aircraft from Boeing, 52 F-35 combat aircraft from Lockheed Martin, our largest single public investment ever in Norway. But also we are buying new uh, submarines and investments in intelligence capabilities and army assets, and, uh, which is important also for our job in the northern part. The American economy is doing well, and our economic relations are flourishing, and that's to the benefit of both countries. As we discussed in our meeting, for a small country like Norway, it's important for our ability to trade and to invest across border that we have fair trade and that we have multilateral trade systems also. And we uh, think it's important for our future. Norwegian in investments and Norwegian companies support close to half a million jobs of, in the United States. And through our government pension funds, substantial revenues from our oil sectors are being investment, invested in US assets. The US has an impressive business uh, community. And I have commanded the leading role it is playing also in the transformation to a green economy. For example, by the fact that uh, one of the big areas we are now importing in Norway is electrical cars from Tesla. And uh, Norway is uh, combating climate change. It's an important issue for us. And we are committed to the Paris Agreement. But it leads to businesses and it leads to American businesses also selling cars in Norway. At the same time, the green economy is an area where we see tremendous economic and business opportunities in the future. And finally, I think it's important to say that we also are discussing some of the big difficult issues, for example, the development of, in Afghanistan, where I think and hope that we can find a new future. It's important that we are all working together to find uh, solutions both in North Korea, Afghanistan, Syria, and Iraq. And since September 11, 2001, Norway has contributed to a range of mission and operations, including the fight against ISIS. And I have assured the President that we remain unwavering in our commitment to the fight against terrorism all over the world. So, Mr. President, I am looking forward to future cooperation, and thank you for a very fruitful meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, some questions. How about Sarah Westwood? Where is Sarah? Sarah, thank you. Washington Examiner. Yes, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, yesterday, in a 
meeting with lawmakers, you said that you would be open to signing just about any immigration deal that that bipartisan group of lawmakers sent to you. Right. Would you be willing to sign an immigration deal that ultimately does not include funding for the border wall, or would that be a red no. line for you? No. 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 It's got to include the wall. We need the wall for security. We need the wall for safety. We need the wall for stopping the drugs from pouring in. Uh, I would imagine that the people in the room, both Democrat and Republican, uh, I really believe they're going to come up with a solution to the DACA problem, which has been going on for a long time, and maybe beyond that immigration as a whole. But any solution has to include the wall, because without the wall, it all doesn't work. Uh, you can look at other instances. Look at what happened in Israel. They put up the wall. They say solved a very major problem. We need the wall. We have to have the wall for security purposes. Security is number one. And uh, so the answer is, have to have the wall. Thank you. And please. Yes. Can I, can I call on Anders Magnus from uh, the Norwegian Broadcasting? Mr. President, uh, Prime Minister, uh, recently an American, uh, American general, Robert Neller, told his Marines based in Norway, there's a war coming, a big ass uh, fight. Mr. President, how imminent is that big war, and where will it take place? When you say the big war, you're saying what? Say it. It was an, uh, an American general, Robert Neller. He visited the Norwegian, uh, right. uh, the, the American Marines based in Norway, and he said it, there is a war coming, a big ass fight. When will that war come? Well, maybe he knows something that I don't know. Okay. Uh, so I would say no, this. I would no say this. Coming. We have a very, very powerful military. We're getting more powerful by the month, by the day. Uh, we're ordering a lot of the equipment that you're ordering. We're ordering it, but in larger amounts, uh, to put it mildly. Uh, we are building up our military to a point that we've never been before. Uh, we're also uh, — we were very much uh, weakened over the last long period of time, but not with me. Uh, no, I don't expect that. I think we're going to have, uh, because of strength, peace through strength. I think we're going to have a long period of peace. I hope we do. Uh, we have certainly problems with North Korea, but a lot of good talks are going on right now, a lot of good energy. I see a lot of good energy. I like it very much, what I'm seeing. I just spoke this morning with the, as you know, with the President, President Moon of South Korea. He had some really great meetings. His representatives had a great, great meeting. And I had some very good feedback from that. So hopefully a lot of good things are going to work out. No, I think that we will have peace through strength. Our military will be stronger than it ever was in a very short period of time. And uh, that's my opinion. That's not the general's opinion, but I think my opinion counts more right now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the reason why we are so happy that we have U.S. Marines training in Norway is that that's part of the deterrent strategy that makes sure that we don't have a war in the future. Yes. Sarah, did you have a question? You were supposed to ask a question. Did you have a question for the Prime Minister? Mm -hmm. I did, yes. Thank you. Madam Prime Minister, uh, President Trump has said that the investigation into Russian collusion makes our country, quote, look very bad. And he said this morning that, quote, the world is laughing at our stupidity. So my question to you is, are you laughing at the Russian investigation? I think, I think uh, that it's up to every political system in countries to scrutinize and discuss 
their own political agenda in their countries. And I respect that very much, and that this is an issue for American politics. I'd just like to say that it has impacted also in Europe. I think all European countries have, who have had elections this year has been looking into, will there be any type of tampering or others? We concluded after our election that we could not find any proof of any uh, try to, to, to uh, put any emphasis on, on that from, from countries outside, uh, outside Norway. I think it was a very Norwegian election with Norwegian uh, participants. Well, I will say this. Uh, there is collusion, but it's really with the Democrats and the Russians far more than it is with the Republicans and the Russians. So the witch hunt continues. Uh, John, go ahead. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I, I also have a question for the Prime Minister, but if I could address the President first. Uh, Sarah brought up the Russia investigation. Um, your legal team, sources have told us, believes that in the next few weeks, the Special Counsel Robert Mueller will ask for some sort of an interview with you, your legal team believes, as part of wrapping up his investigation. Are you open to meeting with him? Would you be willing to meet with him without condition, or would you demand that a strict set of parameters be placed around any encounter between you and the special counsel? Well, again, John, uh, there has been no collusion between the Trump campaign and Russians, or Trump and Russians, no collusion. Uh, when I watch you interviewing all the people leaving their committees, I mean, the Democrats are all running for office, and they're trying to say this, that, but bottom line, they all say there's no collusion. And there is no collusion. And when you talk about interviews, uh, Hillary Clinton had an interview where she wasn't sworn in, she wasn't given the oath, they didn't take notes, they didn't record, and it was done on the 4th of July weekend. Uh, that's perhaps ridiculous, and a lot of people looked upon that as being uh, a very serious breach, and it really was. But again, I'll speak to attorneys. I can only say this. There was absolutely no collusion. Everybody knows it. Every committee. I've been in office now for 11 months. For 11 months, they've had this phony cloud over this administration, over our government. And it has hurt our government. It does hurt our government. It's a Democrat hoax that was brought up as an excuse for losing an election that, frankly, the Democrats should have won because they have such a tremendous advantage in the Electoral College. So it was brought up for that reason. But it has been determined that there is no collusion, and by virtually everybody. So we'll see what happens. Would you, would you be open to it? We'll see what happens. I mean, certainly I'll see what happens. But uh, when they have no collusion, and nobody's found any collusion at any level, uh, it seems unlikely that you'd even have an interview. And uh, Madam Prime Minister, uh, Norway shares a small but strategic border with Russia. President Trump's position has been it's better to try to work with Vladimir Putin if possible, than to work against him. Mm -hmm. Where do you uh, come down on that idea? Better to work with Putin than to not work with him. Well, I think Russia is an important player in the international world, and I don't think you can uh, not work with and talk to. But on the other hand, it's important to say that um, we have we have aligned with all the sanctions uh, as the European Union has done, and and as a member connected both in NATO and and, uh, and uh, interconnected to that. And we have also suffered some economic uh, um, um, difficulties on, in some areas in Norway based on those uh, sanctions. But um, on the other hand, we have a very good relationship with Russia over that border area where we do have very much free movement of people, a uh, special zone of people moving to and fro. We have uh, uh, 
very large cooperation on uh, sustainable fisheries in this area. It's the biggest cod area in the world with a sustainable resource, and we do patrol it. We do work together. So we think it's important to do two things at the same time. Yes. The international law is firm and clear. There was a break of that to the annexation of Crimea and the situation in Ukraine, and we still stand by all of our allies with that. But at the same time, as a neighboring country, we do day-to-day -day work on things that we have to solve for the people and the economic activity that is in that area, and, um, which is a fragile area for the whole world. Just to add to the answer, uh, I think it is much better to work with Russia. Uh, it's very much uh, better having to do with North Korea, where we currently have a problem that should have never been my problem. This should have been a problem solved many years ago when it was much less dangerous. But it was given to me, along with a big mess of other things. But I will say this. I am for massive oil and gas and everything else and a lot of energy. Putin can't love that. I am for the strongest military that the United States ever had. Putin can't love that. But Hillary was not for a strong military, and Hillary, my opponent, was for windmills, and she was for other types of energy that don't have the same capacities at this moment, certainly. So uh, I just want to say that it's a lot better to work with other countries. We're working with China or North Korea. We're working with various other countries, and I think we're doing very well. We had a great talk, as you know, and as you reported, we had a great talk this morning with President Moon, and I think that uh, a lot of good things are happening. Uh, we're going to see what happens. But uh, working with other countries, whether it's Russia or China or India or any of the countries that uh, surround this world and encompass this world, that's a good thing, John. That's not a bad thing. That's a very good thing. Okay? Okay. Go ahead. From Oftenposten. Mr. President, Prime Minister. Um, Norway strongly supports the, the Paris Agreement and have expressed regret that you have decided to leave it. Um, what could persuade you to remain? And um, what kind of common ground did you find in your talks today on this topic? Well, it wasn't a major topic, I must tell you. Uh, we talked about other things, including mostly trade. But uh, I will say that the Paris Agreement, as drawn and as we signed, was very unfair to the United States. It put great penalties on us. It made it very difficult for us to deal in terms of business. It took away a lot of our asset values. We are a country rich in gas and coal and oil and lots of other things, and there was a tremendous penalty for using it. Uh, it hurt our businesses. According to some estimates, we would have had to close businesses in order to qualify by 2025, whereas, as an example, China by 2030. They don't kick in until 2030. Russia, someplace in the mid-1990s, that was their standard, and that was never a good standard because that was a dirty standard for the environment. Uh, it treated the United States very unfairly, and frankly, it's an agreement that I have no problem with, but I had a problem with the agreement that they signed because, as usual, they made a bad deal. So we could conceivably go back in. But I say this, we are very strong on the environment. I feel very strongly about the environment. Our EPA and our EPA commissioners are very, very uh, powerful in the sense that they want to have clean water, clean air, but we also want businesses that can compete. And the Paris Accord really would have taken away our competitive edge. And we're not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let it happen. 
business. As, uh, sure. as we talked about during this, uh, uh, because we have strict regulations on uh, to reach our Paris uh, targets, uh, that means that we have uh, very strong policies for environmental-friendly and climate-friendly technologies, and which was, is a small part of why the, Ameri uh, why the United States now have a surplus in the economy towards Norway. So you never miss up on a good opportunity with good environmental standards. One of yeah. the great assets of Norway is a thing called water. And they have tremendous hydropower, tremendous. In fact, most of your energy or your electricity is produced by hydro. I wish we'd do some of that. But hydropower is fantastic, and it's a great asset that you have. Thank you very much. Great honor. Thank you. President Trump ending a brief news conference alongside Norway's Prime Minister Irma Solberg. The two leaders in uh, conversations prior to this news conference, President Trump said, uh, focused a lot on trade. President Trump uh, calling Norway earlier today a great customer, noting that it's one of the few spots uh, where there is a trade surplus between the United States and Norway. The question and answers focusing a lot on two of the biggest issues to continue to dominate uh, the Trump administration, namely immigration, a DACA deal in the works with Congress, and the Russia investigation. The first question to President Trump about that immigration deal, asking whether or not the president would ever sign an immigration deal, a DACA protection, without first securing funding for the border wall. Here's President Trump's answer. Got to include the wall. We need the wall for security. We need the wall for safety. We need the wall for stopping the drugs from pouring in. Uh, I would imagine that the people in the room, both Democrat and Republican, uh, I really believe they're going to come up with a solution to the DACA problem, which has been going on for a long time, and maybe beyond that immigration as a whole. But any solution has to include the wall, because without the wall, it all doesn't work. Uh, you can look at other instances, look at what happened in Israel. They put up the wall. They say solved a very major problem. We need the wall. We have to have the wall for security purposes. Security is number one. President Trump also asked uh, by Fox News Channel's John Roberts about whether or not he would sit down with Robert Mueller, the special counsel investigating the Russia uh, investigation, handling the Russia in investigation, and asked the president whether or not he was open to sitting down with Robert Mueller without preconditions. That was not an answer uh, that the president answered directly. He said it seems unlikely he would have to have an interview reiterating uh, what he said before, that there's been no collusion between the Trump campaign and Russians. The only collusion, he said, uh, continues to be with Democrats and Russians, saying that the witch hunt continues, the president calling that Russia investigation, a Democrat hoax, an excuse for losing the election. Much more on this throughout the day on your Fox News radio affiliate. I'm Jared Halpern in Washington. This is Fox News Radio. All right, Jared, thank you very much. A lot of interesting things. This is the reason that we jump in on when we know there's going to be a press conference with a, a world leader, because after they get done talking and they stand up and they start taking questions, the press will ask about a myriad of things and uh, thought you would want to hear what the president's answer to immigration reform and things of that nature uh, were going to be because we knew for a fact that those would probably be asked. Hey, don't forget about fam uh, Lewis Family Beef. Uh, they're out there in Greenbrier, got themselves a ranch out there. Their cattle are born and raised on their ranch. Uh, all of their beef is clean. You can order uh, a quarter, a half, or a whole. No, it's clean beef and it's stress free beef which means 
that it's going to lend it to be much more tender beef than where uh, you would get at the big box stores. There's no antibiotics in it. There's no uh, no hormones in it. And uh, you get free delivery of your beef anywhere here in central Arkansas. How it works is you tell them what you want to uh, to buy. You you put down 20%. Uh, when it comes up for the, the, the cow to be uh, sent to the packing house, the packing house is going to call you. They're going to ask you how you, you want uh, your beef delivered. Do you want, you know, two-inch steaks or whatever? Do you want some ribs? Do you want how much hamburger do you want? All of those questions. And then when it's all done and, and, and finished and it's frozen, then they'll call the Lewis family. Uh, and if you want, they'll pick it up and deliver it directly to your home. If not, if you'd like to go out there, pick it up in the packing house, you can do that as well. All you need to do is call them and talk through them about the specifics. You can talk to Cody or Sarah at 501-514-1494. That's 501-514-1494. Or just go on their Facebook post, facebook.com slash Lewis family beef ask any questions that you uh, need answered they'll be happy to answer them for you hey don't forget about safari pets 808 west main in cabot many of you got new pets over the holidays and uh, whatever you need for taking care of your pets whether it's you know physical uh, uh, material things that you need maybe a larger bird cage perhaps a terrarium whatever uh, they can handle all of that for you uh, if it's just information, that's one of the things that Safari Pets is well known for because when you go there, there'll be more than just somebody running the cash register. There'll be people on the floor that you can walk up to, you can talk to, and you can get information from them about any kind of pet you might have. As well as if you're looking for a pet, bring the kids along. And uh, when you bring them into the store there at Safari Pets at 808 West Main, uh, they're more than happy to let your children hold the gerbils or the chinchillas or the ferrets. They'll do all that, even the snakes that they have back there or the bearded lizards. I mean, they've got uh, all of your unique uh, pets that you you know, the exotics, and they've got uh, all the materials you need for uh, your normal uh, pets. Uh, From time to time, you'll find cats there that they're looking for. Uh, to uh, see uh, people adopt they have that and last but not least because they are a full uh you know service pet store they've got grooming all you got to do is call their phone number set up an appointment 501-628-0067 where we take dexter the serial killer dog uh that lives with us and we uh, take him over there get his nails taken care of which they do an excellent job of at safari pets that's uh, 808 West Main in Cabot. Their uh, address on the internet is safari-pet.com. Uh, they are the largest independent pet store in Arkansas. Now, let me finish up uh, the ending of that story for you. Just this one person. And remember, there's 16 people involved in this uh, uh, scam that was going on about feeding disadvantaged children. How disgusting is that? These are people that wanted money at, at all costs. They did. They, they were plant. They were, uh, you know, promised that they would make uh, money off of this. In this case, with this uh, lady that we're talking, this uh, Dortha Harper, one point three million 
dollars. You're talking about foster children, right? No, 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 no. This is like summer feeding programs and things of that nature that you hear about. Okay. Yeah. I mean, using, telling the government we're running an organization that feeds kids, disadvantaged children, don't, you know, don't get lunch or whatever, and we're feeding them. And uh, just this one person, $1.3 million. Now, I don't know what the kickback was that she was offering to the people who were the gatekeepers of this program, this feeding program, but it's the thing that we always talk, and I'm, I'm so glad that they're doing this now. This was going on for four years almost, and nobody was checking up on it. Trump gets elected, and uh, the attorneys general and all the rest get involved in it. The FBI gets involved in it, and they start busting these people left and right. And this was only going on. Are you ready for this, Russ? This was only going on in the eastern part of the state. And uh, Over in the Delta. Yeah, you're figuring probably, um, you look at this, I don't know what the, the total amount is, but this was the 14th sentence. There's still two more people pending here. $1.3 million for one. I mean, what is the total on this whole thing? I don't even know what the total is on, on all of this. Uh, this weights guy who was behind it, uh, evidently, and was uh, out finding the people that he was using, uh, he's, the, he's the only defendant who was never signed up as a sponsor, never received direct deposit of payments into a bank account, but jurors agreed that he participated in the conspiracy by recruiting other people as sponsors and receiving cash kickbacks from them, largely because of his criminal history as well. He received the longest sentence thus far, 14 and one half years. Harper, uh, uh, who's 52, uh, found guilty. At, uh, I guess she has not been at this time sentenced. So we'll have to watch and see exactly, you know, what she's going to uh, to get when it's all said and done. But I, I glanced over the the whole article. I was looking to see if they had a figure for all of these people. Um, I said that uh, while Harper was in the program, prosecutor said about. 15 inflated claims were submitted through her uh, that re, uh, to King, who was uh, uh, Anthony Waits and Gladys King were the people that were kind of making sure that this was happening, uh, that she got $1.3 million in federal funds. At Tuesday's sentencing hearing, Harper sat beside her defense attorney who said the judge uh, that Harper has numerous health problems, received Social Security disability payments, uh, Reese took issue with a U.S. probation officer's determination of Harper's net worth, and the probation officer testified that he used public records to find the information because Harper never supplied the office with financial information as requested. Uh, Moody eventually adjusted the woman's net worth slightly to uh, $221,250 after deciding that a metal building in uh, uh city here in Arkansas was valued at 23100 where she once operated a restaurant 
uh, and that it should count as her property because of the amount of money involved. Harper faced 30 to 37 months in federal prison. Uh, Reese argued that Harper has below average and intellectual functioning. Well, she had enough intellectual functioning to screw the government out of 1.3 million. Uh, and, uh, has been diagnosed with major depressive disorder, making her vulnerable to being in prison. Harper also told the judge, I ask that you give me probation. I believe I won't make it if you make me, take me away and my husband wouldn't make it. He's sick now. Uh, the assistant U.S. attorney noted that testing by government mental health experts determined that Harper's low intellectual functioning is mostly likely assisted symptom of her depression and that her uh, claims of intellectual deficits were inconsistent with her education and her work history, leading the experts to believe she was malingering or faking Harris, who had, who was uh, prosecuted all the related food fund cases presented the judge with a chart of all other sentences handed down. Moody ordered Harper to serve 33 months or just less than three years in prison and to pay a million three hundred thousand seven hundred and two dollars and twenty nine cents in restitution in conjunction with mills and weights. He ordered her to undergo mental health counseling during her incarceration and to serve three years probation as well. In concluding the hearing, he asked as he does routinely if she believed the sentence was contrary to her plea agreement, Harper could be heard whispering to Reese, asking her to define the word contrary. Then she told the judge that she believed the sentence violated her plea agreement because I don't know what I did wrong. She didn't understand she was stealing money from the government. Wow. Unbelievable. Your government at work, both passing money to people that never should have gotten the money because nothing was checked out. And then, uh, you know, money that had to be spent to, uh, to bust these people. And the bottom line is we'll never see that million three that they're hitting her for any, that restitution ain't going to happen. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick show back with you here on the Dave Ellswick show and, uh, getting some things taken care of here as, uh, I'm checking things out, making sure things are working correctly. Uh, if you missed it, we had the president's uh, press conference on, uh, earlier. Uh, he talked about the, uh, DACA, uh, legislation. I was happy to hear, uh, that he was, uh, adamant that uh, if the Democrats want want the DACA uh, legislation to have even a chance uh, of passing, uh, then they were going to have to include uh, the money for the wall. So the wall is absolutely, uh, you know, going to happen. Need it for protection, need it to stop the flow of drugs, need it to stop the flow of illegals because as he has said before yesterday, when we, uh, the press was allowed to stay in for that conversation yesterday, uh, at the white house, uh, you don't want to, uh, allow these uh, people to stay, give them a path to citizenship and then do nothing to stop them 
uh, from uh, bringing in family members and things of that nature, because all you're going to do is end up with the exact same problems again. That's where Tom Cotton's bill uh, dealing with merit-based immigration, getting it passed and into uh, the law, and I'm sure it would be included in the DACA legislation, uh, will stop, you know, chain migration. That has to be put to an end. If, if, if you allow chain migration just to continue, then uh, you might as well not pass anything because what you're looking at is having the same thing happen over and over and over again. And then every, you know, decade or whatever, you're talking about another million people, you know, how are you going to deal with them? And uh, they don't want to do that. So uh, I was happy to hear him say that the wall had to be included in it. Uh, I wish that he would have said that the rise program has to be included in it as well to get rid of the, uh, uh, things like uh, chain migration and get into merit migration, immigration. I think, I don't think it, I, I don't know if anybody would disagree with me. I would hope people would agree that the people who are coming here to this country should be able to offer something to this country. You know, we cannot be just a big old sponge in the world and we soak up everybody who doesn't like where they live at in the world and just allow them to come here, whether they uh, have a skill that can be used to help this country or if they're just, uh, you know, an itinerant worker who can't. Uh, we can't uh, We can't continue that. Uh, we can't atten- continue to keep adding people on uh, just as uh, folks that are going to use the welfare system. That's got to stop. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to hear uh, from uh, the president again. I've got some audio today that I want to play for you. As uh, he was meeting with his cabinet, first cabinet meeting of 2018, what did they have to say? Full transparency. You'll hear it next on the Dave Ellswick Show. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Stevens. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as A in attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year. And we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. Into another hour of content that you need to hear. You'll be talking about things and other people who don't listen to the show. I have no idea what you're talking about and say, where did you hear all that on the Dave Ellswick show? And one of the things that we try to do here on this show is to uh, play audio uh, as much as possible instead of just playing little clips we try to play the full material uh in that clip you know instead of playing 20 seconds we'll go about and sometimes play five minutes so that you can get the whole context of what was being said and uh 
get around all this fake news stuff that happens uh, from time to time. So we've, we've got a clip here that we wanted you to hear. Uh, the president had his first cabinet meeting of 2018 today, and uh, we'll take you inside so you can hear what they were talking about. Here's what the president was saying. Good morning and welcome to our first cabinet meeting of the new year. 2017 was a year of tremendous achievement, monumental achievement, actually. I don't think any administration has ever done, has done what we've done and what we've accomplished in its first year, which isn't quite finished yet. You never know what's going to happen over the next few days. And the achievements for our country, our people, and for our standing in the world have been very monumental. We confirmed an incredible new Supreme Court justice and more circuit court judges in our first year than any administration in the history of our country. And we have many more coming. We've set a new record on reducing regulation and all forms of stopping growth and stopping jobs that were crippling America's economy. Again, the records that we set, 22 to 1, nobody's ever come close. And the amount of regulations that we've cut is a record also in our country's history, as reported by many newspapers, in particular the Wall Street Journal did a big story on it. And before Christmas, we passed the largest tax cut and reform in American history, uh, including ANWR and including the fact that the individual mandate was terminated, which is a tremendously important thing and a very popular thing, I must tell you. People are supposed to pay for the privilege of not having health care. That was not good. Unfortunately, the courts didn't cut it, but we cut it. So in addition to the largest tax cut and reform in history, we have one of the great oil sites that's now been approved. They've been trying to approve ANWR. I don't know if people know this. For over 40 years, Ronald Reagan tried to get it approved for exploration and for drilling. Uh, and for 40 years, they've been trying to get it approved. That was in the bill, an individual mandate in the bill. Since that tax cut was enacted, more than one million workers have already received a tax cut bonus, something that, frankly, nobody even thought about. We didn't think about it. Nobody thought about it. We just knew a lot of good things were going to happen. And I must say AT&T was at the first one, and they did it, $1,000 per employee. They have hundreds of thousands of employees. And many companies followed immediately thereafter, and now they're following. I guess the employees are saying, what about us? And uh, millions of employees in this country are getting $1,000 and more in some cases tax bonuses because of the tax cuts. Hardworking American families will receive tremendous tax relief. We lowered our tax rates, nearly doubled the standard deduction, and doubled the child tax credit, which Ivanka Trump was pushing very, very hard, I will tell you that. And so was Marco Rubio. And uh, I will tell you that the Republican Senate we had no Democrat support, zero. They didn't want tax cuts. They want tax increases. They want to raise your taxes. They don't want to cut your taxes. 
but the child tax credit has become very important to the American family, and they're very happy about it. Our historic reductions to the business tax will raise annual household income by an average of $4,000. That's a tremendous number. The amount of money that's going to be brought in, we think it's going to be close to $4 trillion because of our tax reform, uh, will be a number that this country has never seen pour into our country. And that's going to create more jobs and more investment. The stock market is shattering one record after another. Unemployment is at a 17-year low. And I'm very proud of this. African-American unemployment reached its lowest level in history. Think of that. And on the campaign trail, remember I said, and would constantly say, what do you have to lose? Meaning, what do you have to lose if you vote for Trump? And now, it was just reported, African-American unemployment is at its lowest level in history. I'm very proud of that. We're also making America safe again. Yesterday, we had a bipartisan meeting with House members and senators on immigration reform, something they've been talking about for many, many years. But we brought them together in this room and it was a tremendous meeting. Actually, it was reported as incredibly good. And my performance, if, you know, some of them called it a performance. I consider it work. But got great reviews by everybody other than two networks who were phenomenal for about two hours. Then after that, they were called by their bosses and say, oh, wait a minute. And unfortunately, a lot of those anchors sent us letters saying that was one of the greatest meetings they've ever witnessed. And they were great. For about two hours, they were phenomenal. And then they went a little bit south on us, but not that bad. It was fun. Uh, they probably wish they didn't send us those letters of congratulations, but it was good. I'm sure their ratings were fantastic. They always are. Which is why I think the media will ultimately support Trump in the end, because they're going to say, if, we, if Trump doesn't win, in three years, they're all out of business. You guys will be out of business, but the boom holders are still going to be there, so that's good. Those are the people I like. We agreed to pursue four major areas yesterday of reform, securing our border, including, of course, the wall, which has always been included, never changed, ending chain migration, canceling the visa lottery, and addressing the status of the DACA population. We want to see something happen with DACA. It's been spoken of for years. And children are now adults in many cases. Uh, the numbers are very different, very varying. A lot of people say 800,000. Some people said yesterday, first time I heard 650, I also heard 3 million. The fact is our country was such a mess, nobody even knows what the numbers are. But we'll know what the numbers are. But above all else, any bill we passed must improve jobs, wages, and security for American citizens. The people who elected us, all of us, the people that elected us, we have to take care of them. We have to have a strong military. We can't play games with our military, whether we're Democrat 
or whether we're Republican, we have to have a strong. That's not a point of negotiation. We can't say, oh, we're going to give you money for your military, but you have to give us money for something that, frankly, is much less important than security. And we have to keep our country strong. And our military was badly depleted over the last long period of time, beyond President Obama, I will say, beyond President Obama. Our military was very, very badly depleted. I just spoke to President Moon. He's very thankful for what we've done. They're having talks with North Korea. We'll see how that happens. Uh, he felt that the original, that the initial talk was extremely good, had a lot of good comment. Rex was on the phone, and Nikki's been totally briefed. But we had a very, very good conversation, and we'll see where it goes. He's very thankful for what we've done. It was so reported today uh, that we were the ones without our attitude that would have never happened. Who knows where it leads? Hopefully, it'll lead to success for the world, not just for our country, but for the world. And we'll be seeing over the next number of weeks and months what happens. On a separate front, we are going to take a strong look at our country's libel laws so that when somebody says something that is false and defamatory about someone, that person will have meaningful recourse in our courts. If somebody says something that's totally false and knowingly false, that the person that has been abused, defamed, libeled, will have meaningful recourse. Our current libel laws are a sham and a disgrace and do not represent American values or American fairness. So we're going to take a strong look at that. Uh, we want fairness. Uh, you can't say things that are false, knowingly false, and uh, be able to smile as money pours into your bank account. We're going to take a very, very strong look at that. And I think uh, what the American people want to see is fairness. Finally, as we begin the new year, I want to thank my cabinet for working tirelessly on behalf of our country. Every single day, every hour, I'm on the phone with almost all of them all the time. And uh, we have a lot of exciting things to go. I'm just looking at Alex Cost. What a job you've done with our health care. Now, he's Secretary of Labor. But he's very much involved in health care, and I think uh, those rules and regulations will be out around February 1st, Alex, as I understand it. And this is health care through association and associations. And I think that millions and millions and millions of people will be signing up. It'll be highly competitive. He has been able to totally get rid of state lines, so there'll be tremendous competition. And that will be a phase of health care that people don't talk about. But I think ultimately you'll have more people than you actually had even in Obamacare. And it's just a segment of what we're doing. So I just want to tell you, I read a lot of those papers last night, and it is really great work, brilliant work. I think it is something that people don't talk about, but it's something that's going to be very exciting and very great. It will be great health care at a very competitive price. There'll be tremendous competition. And it will cost the United States absolutely zero. So we're very proud of that. Thank you, Alex. And with that, I just uh, will start our cabinet meeting. And we appreciate you being here. 
And you've gotten very familiar with this room. I appreciate your nice comments yesterday. Thank you all very much. Thank all you. Right. So Thank that's you. what the president had to say uh, to the cabinet. And you can hear the press jumping in there at the end. And uh, if you want to hear that, you can go on any of the news sites and probably pick it up somewhere. But uh, that's what he said. So when you see the stories now, Trump said this today. And uh, they give you a little snippet of something. Uh, you can say, well, I heard the whole thing, and that's not what he meant at all. Hey, our good friends at PI Roofing and now Home Solutions, I mean, that's the whole title of the business now. That is their name, PI Roofing and Home Solutions, because Joel Johnson understood they come out and fix your house, but if water got in your house, there's a lot of damage that occurs many times inside your house, and going out and finding the necessary, uh, you know, developers or or, uh, uh, or or workers out there to fix it for you is difficult. You know, that is just difficult to do because some people do drywall, other people do painting, some people uh, don't do uh, the whole thing about mold and, and all that. They do all of it now at PI Roofing. If you've got, you know, damages, uh, PI Roofing, just ask them. They'll, they'll go through, look at what needs to be done, give you an estimate and you can uh, go with them or not go with them. I just will tell you that Joel Johnson knows how easy a one-stop shop is. So you have your roof fixed. Uh, if it's uh, a leak that's been getting into your house, you'll fix the damages of the leak. I mean, they'll, they'll replace insulation if necessary, do the interior painting, the drywall repair, the exterior painting if necessary, carpentry work that's necessary, all of that can be done now by PI Roofing. So use that, and uh, it'll make your life a whole lot easier, to say the least. It's a stressful thing when you end up with a, a leak in your roof, and it gets in and it damages, you know, and stains your ceiling somewhere, or maybe you end up with mold in the back of a wall, or you can see the drywall is buckling, things of that nature. The folks at PI Roofing can help you out. All you got to do is uh, head out onto the internet, go to piroofing.com or Google PI Roofing. All right, hope you enjoyed listening to that. Uh, it's always nice to be able to uh, present to you something in its entirety here on the show. Well, a lot of people talking about uh, the whole DACA thing. Uh, they had uh, Congresswoman Joni Heiss uh, jumping in on this, talking about uh, how she is 100% opposed to the Dreamers Beat being able to break in line here, here, here's, here's, uh, here's what she had to say. Congressman Jody Heiss, Republican from Georgia. Now, I don't know how you read the president's remarks, but that's the way I read them. DACA now. He agreed with Senator Feinstein. Okay, we'll do DACA now. We'll get to the rest later. I would, I don't want to do that. I want to build the wall now. What say you? Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I would not say that the president said necessarily docking now the wall later. I, I didn't see it that way. And later on, uh, when a reporter asked him specifically if we'd do DACA without the wall, he said no, clearly. And so, you know, we'll see how that goes. But listen, you cannot have DACA, for example, if you don't secure the border. Uh, we're going to be facing the same problem in a couple of years from now. So the wall is essential. Securing the border is essential doing away with the, the visa lottery system, chain migration, those types of things, uh, I think unquestionably are going to be a part of the discussion. Now, what does it mean when we say, let the dreamers stay, go ahead with DACA? 
do they get green cards? Do they get citizenship? Do they have to wait in line? Do they have to pay a fine? Do they have to go through medicals? Do they have to go through some kind of uh, judicial check? What does it mean when we say, okay, you're in, you stay? Yeah, I mean, that's what the whole discussion is about, and that's what the solution, the answers will ultimately give us. But, look, personally, I'm, I'm 100% opposed to the dreamers being able to break in line. They are here in this country illegally. If they want to be here, look, it is a privilege. It's an honor to be in the United States of America. But we are a nation of laws, and you've got to do it the right way. And they don't have any, any reason or right, in my opinion, to break in line of others who are trying to come into this country legally. I have to agree with that. I think that that uh, is uh, being, you know, straight on. Now, Kelly Ward is, uh, you know, a congresswoman out in Arizona. In Arizona, uh, illegal immigration is a big, big issue. And uh, the president today in the press conference uh, that we played with the uh, prime minister from Norway reiterated again today, no DACA changes without a wall included in it. How long is Kelly Ward's uh, statement on one minute? Okay, so we can get that in right now. Here's what Kelly Ward had to say about the wall on DACA. President Trump appeared to say, yeah, we'll do DACA first, and then we'll wait to do the wall. Now, he's since corrected that and said, we do DACA on the wall together. we got to do that. But were you a little worried that the president was kind of accepting Democrat promises to build the wall later if you just do DACA now? Well, I do think that it was an act of political genius to televise that meeting. But I do worry that the GOP establishment and the left would love to maintain the status quo and think that President Trump and other Republicans are going to fall for the same old bait and switch that we've seen again and again and again. President Reagan, it was probably his biggest mistake, granting amnesty. We've got to fund and build the wall before we start discussing any kind of permanent solution for the DACA population. Okay, so so she mentioned Reagan. Reagan said that was his biggest uh, mistake during his presidency. Now, you got to remember, little Chucky Schumer wrote the immigration policy back in the 80s as Congressman Schumer is at, at that time. Now he's Senator Schumer, He's been there forever, and he's you know trying to write as much of his thoughts into any kind of uh, immigration bill that he can. Uh, that he can. What did Reagan agree to back in the eighties? I think it was eighty six, eighty seven. Here's the answer: Reagan said he'd allow amnesty if they would secure the border, and they said they would. Tip O'Neill and them said that they would. So he gives them amnesty. What don't they do? They don't secure the border. So learn from the past, folks. If the the Democrats are going to say, yeah, we'll do the wall after we do DACA, do not agree to it. It's both of them together or it's neither one. That's simple. All right, Fox News, and then we'll be back with more of the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, I'll tell you, after that meeting yesterday uh, that was televised uh, about, uh, you know, President Trump and all the people that came to the White House dealing with DACA, 
and whatnot. Uh, a lot of people had some interesting things. Chris Coons, who's Senator of Delaware, uh, was talking about it. And, uh, you know, he actually talked nice about the president. Well, what happened in that meeting? And are you hopeful that something positive could develop out of it? Well, Mika, my New Year's resolution is to be hopeful, so uh, to be positive. Help me. (laughs) um, I think there are millions of Americans who voted for President Trump thinking that they were getting uh, a businessman who knew how to bring people together to cut big deals and to um, sort of get through some of the divisions of Washington. Uh, That's not the president we've seen last year. Uh, But for a variety of reasons, he's realized that that's the president he needs to be in order to be successful as president and in order for the Republican Party to survive the 2018 elections. Um, So what I thought we saw yesterday in that meeting, both in the visuals uh, and in the conversation, uh, was a president really trying to be and sound reasonable on a compromise around the dreamers on DACA. All right. So he's exactly right. I, I don't think he's right in saying why the president is doing it. I believe, as has happened, I just wish the president would do this more. I hope he does more where he opens it up to the press so that they can watch these conversations. Because I'll bet you, you know, whatever you want to bet, that when he had Schumer and Pelosi there, it was the same kind of discussion. He wasn't just telling them the way it was going to be. He was actually talking to them, asking them uh, what uh, they wanted on all of this. He says, I'll tell you the thing that I got to have, we got to build the wall. Now, if they want to say that uh, you can't do that, then uh, I don't know if they're going to do that while they're on camera. Just telling you that because the left will eat them alive. If they see them on camera saying, well, yeah, we can give them the wall if uh, they'll, they'll, you know, we'll come up with a way that these people can apply for citizenship or whatever. Then finally, Louis Gohmert uh, was talking about this, and uh, he says exactly what I'm saying here, uh, dealing with uh, not trusting the Democrats. I mean, if you if you're going to do this, you got to do them both at the same time. The wall ha- would have to be included in the legislation about DACA. You can't, you can't trust them. They've never been able to be trusted on this, that, Hey, if you pass this law, you know, for DACA or, or immigration reform, we're going to, we're going to secure the border. They've never done that part of it. Never goes back all the way to the eighties. They've never done it. Hey, they, they voted for the wall, uh, during the time of Bush, the younger, but then they didn't put the money up to continue to build the wall. So got to make sure that this is ironclad, that they can't get out of it. And Louis Gomer talked about that. I would not believe those promises that we'll do this now. And oh, yes, we'll build the wall later. And I'm sure you can't either. No, it's the same thing Ronald Reagan said was his biggest right. mistake. Yep. And it was. Uh, the chances, if we do DACA of getting a wall and a secure border later are about the same as Chuck Schumer saying that black conservatives are the most brave people in America. It's just not going to happen. So uh, we have got to stand for it. And and you look at the reason for President Trump saying it. He is trying to reach out. He's trying to be gracious. Mm -hmm. But we have got to recognize this is not a fair fight. 
If we don't stand for what Reagan regretted not standing for and saying, secure the border, get the wall built where we need it, and then we'll work on who's here, then it's not going to happen. And we're going to have to, the next Congress is going to have to keep coming back again and again and doing more and more amnesties until there are so many people voting here that have no clue about what it takes to keep liberty and a, a representative government. It'll be lost. My my thoughts exactly. I mean, he couldn't have said that any better. I'm I'm right with him on that exactly. Now I won't say that I don't believe that Reagan wasn't strong enough. I just think Reagan thought he could trust Tip O'Neill. Found out that he couldn't. You know, and uh, that was the biggest mistake of his presidency. It really, really was. That was his his big big. Uh, mess up to be honest with you uh let me remind you about top shoes you know the new balance store that's out there on highway 10 i want you to go there in west little rock and i know you think you know what size shoe you wear do you know what width you wear you need to know both of those uh you know items to be able to get a really great comfortable shoe and they can do that for you out at the New Balance store. They'll measure your feet digitally. And, uh, you know, you may have wore uh, a 10 uh, last year uh, and you bought new shoes early in the year. Now you're here, you are in 2018, and your feet may have gotten a little bit bigger. Your feet grow as you age. They get bigger. The effects of gravity happens to the best of us. So they'll measure your feet digitally, give you a length, give you a width, so you can buy shoes that will be absolutely comfortable. They stock children's shoes, by the way, in extra wide width. So after you get them measured, you can get them into the right width as well. And New Balance shoes, they carry a, a full range of shoes for men and women in 2A, narrow range, all the way up to a 60 wide. And again, measuring them digitally is the important thing. So you get everyday comfortable shoes whether it's for work or whether it's for play. That's uh, the New Balance store on Highway 10. That's Cantrell out in West Little Rock. It's uh, quarter till 4 o'clock. Don't forget everything that you know about claiming your Social Security benefits has been turned upside down as a new year dawned because they change those rules all the time in the government. New rules for claiming your benefits have gone into effect now, and your decision can cost you tens of thousands of dollars in lost benefits that uh, you're taking in your lifetime over Social Security. Also, it can mean higher taxes, increased Medicare premiums. Keep in mind that you can get these facts in the updated 2018 Guide to Social Security from David Lucas of the David Lucas Show right here on 96.5 FM, The Answer. You hear him every Saturday at 10 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Uh, This simple and easy-to-read guide is packed full of up-to-date information for 2018 that could help you avoid losing tens of thousands of dollars in lifetime benefits that are rightfully yours. So to get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security, be one of the first 10 callers now at 501-653-6690. That number again, 501-653-6690.
90. Keep that in mind and, uh, and, uh, you know, give them a call and get yourself that guide. And don't forget that I'll be na- naming some of those dates for the new, uh, you know, learning processes about social security coming up here in the, in the very near future. Uh, Congressman Peter King, uh, was talking about, uh, the, the whole thing about Russian collusion and, uh, the president today in his press conference called it a, a democratic, a, a Democrat farce or a, a Democrat, uh, hoax. Uh, about it. I have to agree with it. We haven't seen any collusion. They haven't been able to prove any collusion. It's all been a bunch of smoke and mirrors that they've been doing. But King talked about it. Here's what he had to say. So I have no idea why Diane Feinstein did that. It proved absolutely nothing. Uh, generally, an investigation is going on. You do keep it secret so that other witnesses don't know what someone else is saying. But no one was being uh, kept away from anyone here. The fact is the Trump dossier has so far been absolutely nothing. There's nothing to it at all. In fact, nothing's been verified. You know, the one major uh, charge that was in there was that uh, Donald Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohn, had secret meetings with KGB operatives in uh, Czechoslovakia. Well, it turns out he's never been in Czechoslovakia in his life, never met with any uh, Soviet operatives or Russian operatives. There's also even some allegation that his wife was somehow involved with Russia. In fact, that she left Ukraine 40 years ago and has never set foot in Russia. And uh, interestingly enough, at the here we had Michael Cohen in for about eight hours testifying before our committee. And the only time we thought maybe he was in trouble was when they found some reference to Michael Cohen and hacking. And right away we thought this must involve the uh, uh, Democratic National Committee. Turned out he had been involved in the taxi cab business years ago. And obviously in New York, hackers are term for taxi cab. So but I'm just saying that there's nothing in that dossier that proves anything. Uh, there's nothing significant at all that's been verified. And to this date, as far as I know, and I've been in most of the meetings, there has not been one instance showing any collusion whatsoever with the uh-huh. Donald Trump campaign and Russia. Nothing at all. And then you have this. This from Breitbart News today. The founders of the controversial opposition research firm, Fusion GPS, admitted that they helped the researcher hired to compile the infamous largely discredited 35-page dossier on President Trump to share the document with, who do you think they shared it with? They shared it with a, with a political guy, uh, Russ. Who do you think they would share, share something that, like that with? It'd have to be somebody who didn't like Trump. So who do you think they would have shared it with? Um, I would go with uh, Chuck or... Or maybe Nancy or perhaps even Hillary or Bernie. Nah, wasn't a Democrat. They shared it with a Republican. What Republican would you think would want to cause Trump the most problems? Uh, the the anti-hero himself, Mr. McCain. That's exactly right. The 35-page dossier on Trump was given to Senator John McCain. The goal of providing the dossier to McCain, the Fusion GPS founders explained, was to pass the information contained in the questionable document to the U.S. intelligence community under the Obama administration. The disclosure raises questions about whether McCain knew that the information he delivered to the intelligence community was actually an opposition document reportedly funded 
by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. McCain's office did not reply to a Breitbart News request for comment on the matter. Last December, it was revealed that it was McCain who notoriously passed the controversial dossier documents produced by the Washington opposition research firm Fusion GPS to then-FBI Director James Comey, whose agency reportedly utilized that dossier as a basis for its probe into alleged Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. So as you read each little piece of that to the puzzle, uh, here's what you learn. Opposition research passed on to Senator John McCain, passed on to the Obama administration, all of it BS, and Comey gets it also from uh, McCain, and he uses it to uh, base his whole collusion case on totally on false information. Writing in a New York Times op-ed last Tuesday, Fusion GPS founders Glenn Simpson and Peter Fritsch relate that they helped McCain share their anti-Trump dossier with the intelligence community uh, via an emissary. Quote, after the election, Mr. Steele decided to share his intelligence with Senator John McCain. The future GPS founders related, we helped him do that. The goal was to alert the United States national security community to an attack on our country by a hostile foreign power, unquote. It was not clear from their statement whether McCain knew Fusion GPS was behind the dossier. Fusion GPS paid former intelligence agent Christopher Steele to do the purported research for the document. Steele later conceded in court documents that part of this work still needed to be verified. Breitbart News sent the following questions to McCain's office but did not receive a reply before press time. One, given that Fusion GPS is openly an opposition research firm, did Senator McCain know that he was sharing political opposition research on Trump with the intel community? Two, did he know the dossier was partially funded by the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign? Remember that back in October, the Washington Post reported that in April of 2016, Attorney Mark Elias and his law firm, Perkins Cole, retained Fusion GPS to conduct the questionable anti-Trump work on behalf of both the Clinton campaign and the DNC. Though Perkins, Clinton's campaign, and the DNC continued to fund Fusion GPS until October of the year, days before Election Day, the Post reported. On January 10th, CNN was first to report based on leaked information, that the contents of the dossier were presented during classified briefings one week earlier than to then-President Obama and President-elect Trump. Just after CNN's January 10th report on the classified briefings about the dossier, BuzzFeed published its full, unverified contents. In October, McCain denied providing the dossier to BuzzFeed and, say, and said that he only gave the materials to the FBI. Quote, I gave it to no one except for the director of the FBI. I don't know why you're digging this up now. Because McCain, we want to know the truth. 
and we want to know the dog turncoat that you really are. McCain told the Daily Caller during what the news website described as a testy exchange. While the Fusion GPS uh, op-ed shed some light on the manner in which McCain obtained the dossier, the Fusion founders did not name who the emissary was. January 11th statement from McCain attempted to explain why he provided the documents to the FBI but did not mention how he came to possess the dossier or whether he knew who funded it. Quote, upon examination of the contents and unable to make a judgment about their accuracy, I delivered the information to the director of the FBI, McCain said at the time. That has been the extent of my contact with the FBI or any other government agency regarding this issue. See, what he says is true, but it's, it's really skirting the fact. Because what he did is he gave this information to the intelligence committee, but he used somebody else to deliver it. So he can say, and I guess you, with a clear conscience, that uh, I didn't hand it to him. It didn't come out of my hand. No, it came out of your hand to somebody else who then, at your behest, gave it to somebody else. So uh, it's very interesting uh, what's going on with all of this and goes to show that uh, Senator McCain is anything but truthful in what he's been uh, been saying. Not being truthful. You know, not saying the whole truth, just part of the truth, is a lie in and of itself. If your kid came to you and you say uh, to them uh, something like, uh, you know, were you out last night? and they tell you no, they weren't, and then you find out that they were kind of out. Maybe they Oh, or were you out? Uh, did you go out last night when I told you not to go out and go over to George's? No, I didn't. I didn't go to George's. And you find out, no, he didn't go to George's, but he was over at Sam's. So, yeah, he went out. You would look at your child and say, why are you lying to me? You know, you know, and then they look at, well, I didn't lie to you. I didn't go to George's. Yeah. But you know that the whole reason I asked the question is that you weren't supposed to be out last night. So anyway, there you have it. Got to find out what the definition of is, is right. And that's the way it ru- works for us. If there, you know, what is it? Uh, what is it? Elizabeth say special language that, uh, that they I did use? not have sexual relations <laughs> with that lady yeah because you know what he says that because that's uh you know um it's not sex if it's not intercourse that's a lot of times what he uh that's what he believed there's plenty of people that will verify that uh for you oh by the way a lot of uh former clinton supporters now have been leaking out that they do believe that clinton raped Juanita broderick so anyway, inter- it's just we live in an interesting time to say say the least. Doesn't do you know Juanita Broderick any good except that I I would assume that she would like to be you know have somebody tell uh that yeah, he really did do that to her so that uh, she uh, can move on with uh, with her life. All right, finally, don't forget about uh, Aero Plumbing. Aero Plumbing is your plumber 
take care of the, the problems you have either at your home or at your work. They came out and fixed my toilet uh, a year ago now. It wasn't just last uh, New Year's Day, but it was last uh, 2016 New Year's Day. During the middle of the Rose Bowl, which was one of those great games that was going on when Penn State was playing, and uh, they came out. The guy showed up. I had a toilet that was leaking out everywhere. We turned off the water. But we had a house full of people. We needed the additional toilet. They showed up. After I called, they were out there within an hour. They were done fixing the toilet within a half hour. I had paid them, signed off on it, and they were gone. And I was back to feeling pretty good about being able to take care of my family uh, and having two toilets to be used and not just one where a line was forming all the time. So with Aero Plumbing, just know this. You can get the work done and get it done quickly, whether it's for your house or whether it's for your business. Just go to aeroplumbing.net or aeroplumbing on the internet. I'm Dave. I'm back with uh, Duck's going to be here. Joe's not going to be here. We'll be talking uh, with them, uh, about him about cars in just a few moments on the Dave Hellswick Show. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Steven. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as aid in attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year, and we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. Into the four o'clock hour, normally we would have Joe and Duck here, but things have uh, been a little difficult over at Joe's garage today. And Joe's underneath a car somewhere working on it. <laughs> <laughs> doing, his, doing his thing when you're short you know what when you own your own business and people are in your shorthanded guess what you're you the one work. to go and do the work then and that's what's going on with joe right now he'll not be with us duck is here he's sitting here in the studio with us right now good to see you again my man good to see you how uh how was your uh How's everything been going for you? Your health is uh, okay? Uh, I went to the doctor yesterday, and they uh, said I'm about 70%. Okay. You're still having problems with that AFib, though, huh? Yeah, I had one this morning. Lasted about 15 minutes at the shop. I just, I just go sit down in the chair. I was going to say, that'll sit you down. Yeah, you just go sit down. If it don't last no more than... 10 or 15 minutes, it don't hurt me too bad. But if it goes over that, I have to... I just go home, go to sleep. Good thing to do, to be honest. It's a, a smart thing to do. I get in the truck and go home, go to sleep, and sleep it off. And, you know, two or three, four hours, I'm back up, you know, motivating again. But it, it's getting better. They, I went to the allergy doctor yesterday and got my first allergy shot. And they think that's part of it, don't they? Yeah, they 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 say that's 
90% of it is that. And and, then it just, this last time it just got so bad that, that we just, you know, didn't, didn't stay on it good enough. All right. So now when you were driving over here, (laughs) did you have a knife to cut through this fog? Man, it is bad. It's thick out there. I mean, we're sitting here on the seventh floor. You can't see the building out there. Yeah. I can't even see the building across the street from us now. Yeah. You can't, I mean, it's 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 getting thick. I can't. uh, Typically I could look out and see Park Plaza Mall. It's gone. But they I know say there still. Oh yeah, it, it's I come by it just a minute ago. They they say it's going to get better. They said it's just another probably a couple of three months. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. But I know what that feels like. Oh, if I drink too much coffee, I get the flutters off of it. Really? And so I got to be careful about that. Yeah, that's that's a normal response at times uh, to drinking too much caffeine. Well, see, I don't drink no coffee. I do drink tea, but it's unsweet tea. Yeah, I drink no kind of carbonated drinks. I ain't had one in over thirty years now. Well, the bottom line is that unsweet tea still has caffeine. <laughs> oh, I know it does. But <laughs> I drink that in water. Is is the two things that I drink, and uh, and I probably drink more water than I do unsweet tea. Okay, now I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw in Russ here for a second. Grab the microphone there, Russ, because uh, his urologist told do not him embarrass me. I'm not gonna embarrass you. <laughs> Your urologist told you, now you've had problems with kidney stones uh, for the last several years, and he told you cut back on the coffee because that's what the caffeine was causing. Uh, they haven't completely told me what all is causing it, but caffeine is one of them. Yeah, it's one of the, the Well, not just caffeine, it. but there there are some other stuff in sodas and coffee and tea. See, they told Russell he kept having them to quit drinking Mountain Dews. Because he drank Mountain Dews all day long. Well, that's caffeine. I mean, and Mountain they, Dews are known to have a little extra, you know, Yahoo <laughs> with them, with a little kick of, you know, you should tell him, okay, don't drink, don't drink that. You drink that. What was that other one that had a like uh, triple the caffeine in it? It was in a purple can. Yeah, I, I don't know think you, about. I don't think you can get it anymore. It was bad. It, oh, it would kick you all right. You knew you drank one of those things, but. Yeah, they were tasty good, but boy, they they were powerful. So, Dave, yes, uh, we're going to give away a present again today. We're going to do another vacuum cleaner. Yeah, we're going to give a bucket vacuum cleaner away, and you got to pick it up at Evans in Benton. It's three hundred six Watson Street, right? Uh, but we'll give that away sometime between now and the bottom of the half hour, and may give it away between now and uh, the a quarter after. Yep, within now the next the break. four minutes. Yep. And we may do that. But, uh, uh, you know, health's been good, so I can't complain. All right. So let me ask this question. The running lights that are on your trucks and on your SUVs, Mm -hmm. they're just regular white lights. Yep. Do you think that they're really all, they're, they're called fog lights? Because I guess because they're closer to the road. Close to the ground. They, they figure you'll be able to see a little see bit a little better. better. Yep. I've always heard that instead of them being white, they should be yellow. Yellow. Some people use yellow, but 99% of the people use white. Uh, I don't know. I've had yellow ones before, and I've had white ones before, and I never really could tell a whole lot of difference between the yellow and the white. They say it's supposed to reflect, not reflect it so bad. Yeah, well, here's what I know. The people that drive their pickups around, mm-hmm. they got their regular lights on, and they got the, what I like to call running lights, uh, the ones closer to the ground yep. on, 
It's like you got your brights on, people. Yep. Turn them off. Yep. Because they're or you get behind somebody that's got one of these 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 big old bar lights across it. Oh yeah. And they got them on and they and they absolutely blind you coming down the road. Yeah, I mean Well, they blind you coming down the road, but in the fog, you're not gonna be able to see, see anything. Nothing. Yep. You can't see nothing. It all reflects back at you there. Uh, but you know uh I, I prefer the white ones myself. <laughs> I mean even though my truck's got them on it and I don't run them all the time. Uh, but I do prefer the white ones better than the yellow ones. Yeah, the only time that I used mine, and uh, I haven't lately because they burned out and I don't feel like changing. But uh, That's the problem is most of them don't last very long. Yeah, and they're not cheap to, rep- to, nope. to change. But uh, if I'm out on a two-lane highway out in, uh, you know. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. I like to have a little extra light yep. just in case there's wild animals or somebody wants to go walking down the side of the highway wearing all black. And yeah, what's wrong with you for doing that? Yeah, I can pick you up better, you know. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But, you know, the key about fog, slow down. Yep. You can't see through it, and the other guy can't see it through it neither. That's exactly right. And if you're going too fast, it takes you're you're you may have the best you know response time of anybody it's still going to take you a while to stop yep and if you're running up somebody's hiney and the road's wet yeah you're gonna you're gonna either be in their trunk or you're gonna lose control and and be out in the woods or against some retaining wall somewhere somewhere yeah and and you know and and uh today i have sold nine sets of wiper blades good today you know why because they got all that mist out yep. there and and another thing too everybody when it was so cold everybody they froze to the windshield and people turned them on and tore them up and, oh man and we and like well we put on nine sets of wiper blades today but uh you know uh, you know people you know if it's going to get down below 30 and you got your wipers on when you get home, turn them off before you turn the car off. Yeah, let them go down fully. Yeah, let them go down in the park in the rest position, and then, then you're fine. You know, uh, right now, I got DPF problems, exhaust filter problems on diesel trucks. Right. I mean, I've got, I've got five right now. This is getting to be an ongoing real problem. 40% of my business is DPF problems right now. And yet the government is bound and determined to continue doing this there 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 ain't no bound and determined about it it's going to be here it's law yeah it, it's a law but uh it's but you know and i have people gripe at me about the cost but I, you know that, that ain't your fault I, i'm doing all i can do to save them money and, and it's just expensive i got one right now i figured it right before i left dave 11 grand good god for what 18 wheeler right no this is on a it's on a bob truck on a two-ton bob truck holy cow and i can't clean them because they're cracked if they're cracked you can't do nothing with them they will take them on core but that's all but uh 11 grand why is it so high parts it high well i mean it's got no, three filters on it i know that that's why you're charging what you are but why are the parts so expensive because we can ah, okay so Basically. they know the people are having a problem so they're charging them. You can't take it off the vehicle because it's it's against federal law. And if you get caught taking it off, it's $250,000 fine for Woo. me. Plus, if it's your truck, Dave, it's for you too. 
Well, you you get a half a mil, half and half, right? Yep. Wow. And plus, you can get up to ten years in prison. So, give me another reason why I shouldn't buy a diesel, <laughs> Dave. I, I mean, seriously. I have people ask me all the time, Don, how come you don't drive a diesel pickup? He, you just heard his reason. <laughs> well, my reason is the reason I don't drive one. I don't need one. I do all my running back and forth, Little Rock. You know, yeah. I don't need a diesel pickup. Now, if you need to pull something, hey, they're great. I mean, they're wonderful. They will pull anything you want to hook to them, you know, within reason. Uh, they're great. But if you run back and forth around town, like you go back and forth to work, there's no way you need a diesel pickup. I don't want a diesel. You know, and it's kind of what, like is it, is it Is it kind of a man thing to, to say, I drive a diesel? Um. Yes. Why? Some, some of them. And, you know, I had one of my good customers come down there. He was fixing retard. And these words out of his mouth, I'm going to buy me a diesel pickup, what I need to buy. And my words out of my mouth, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, what do you need a diesel? And if he can tell me what he needs to do with it, then I'll tell him what to buy. But before he left there, he said, I'll be back. I'm going to go buy me a gas burner. And that's what he went and bought. I mean, everything that I ever hear about diesels is it costs more for upkeep. It costs more for oil changes. It costs more for this. You got problems with this uh, new fluid thing that they got to have and all that. Why would I ever even want one? Yep. And and like I say, if you need one, they're great. But in my situation, in your situation, Russ's situation, we don't need one. You know, that's what I tell people. I, I don't need one, and that's why I don't own one. Even though... Duck's Garage does own one. Russell drives it, but, uh, you know, but we use it to pull trucks around the building and stuff like that. Right. With it. You know, and, and so, you know, it's fine to have, but me, myself, and I, I'm not going to own one. I mean, back in the day, you know, 20 years ago, when diesel fuel was cheaper than gas, yep, I could understand maybe. Well, another thing, too, you didn't have none of this exhaust system on it. Right. You don't have none of the other stuff like the knock sensors, the temperature sensors, all that stuff. None of that stuff was there. You know, one inlet knock sensor, we'll just take, for instance, Dave, a, a 2012 Dodge pickup 5500 with a 6.7 comes in. It's got two knock sensors, inlet and outlet. The inlet is about $450 my cost. Okay. The outlet is about $600 my cost. Wow. Plus, it's got three temperature sensors in the middle of all this that run about 100 bucks a piece. Holy cow. And the inlet knock sensor, they're notorious about going out. And they got their own little computer. They have, when you put them on there, they come with their own little computer. Well, it's built in. Yeah. it's Well, it's it's on a, the knock sensor's got a wire about a foot long or two foot long, depending on which one it is. Uh-huh. And at the end of that, it's got a plug where you can plug the plug onto it. Right. But it has its own little computer. And it talks to the main ECM computer. And they're notorious about going bad. Sounds to me like you just, when you get, the more and more complex you get with something, the the more more problems you're going to have. And that's what the, and I say this, Dave, don't get me wrong. I don't want the air to look like it is outside today all the time. Like it is over in China, you know they say they don't ever get to see the sun. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I don't want that. But we went from no, that's doing only nothing. In, that's only in Beijing, though. Yeah, we went from doing nothing to we've went overboard doing stuff, trying to make 
and you know and trying to go from super clean to super super clean yeah and you know and like i say i don't want the air to look like it does outside today all every day sure of my life but but i think we went way overboard and that's my opinion i would agree with that you know it's my opinion and if you lived in the 60s and the early 70s where i come from yep up by the steel mills we all know about acid rain and all of that none of that occurs any longer (laughs) however they keep on loading up things on the businesses to try to make the air even cleaner yep and it just it it costs everybody money that they really shouldn't even have to spend well look you know look at the coal plants that makes electricity you know out of using coal to heat most of that coming out is steam yes that's all it is but, no particulate you know, matter in it at they all they try every way in the world to shut them down yes they do you know and think about how many jobs has been lost from all this stuff trying to shut the coal people down uh, hundreds of thousands yes. of jobs you know a lot of people have lost their job uh not only the people who are you know digging the coal out but the people who haul the coal trains trucks yeah the places that burn the coal yep the people who are at those plants that load the coal into the machines to burn the coal i mean it it it, it's like dropping a pebble into a pond of water yep and and you just watch the ripples go out Mm -hmm. and it really causes problems let's take a break we've got that vacuum to give away this is for a bucket. The bucket comes with it, by the way. You get the bucket and the vacuum. Yep. If you're the uh, the seventh caller, seventh caller, 823-0965, 823-0965, that uh, vacuum is for that wet dry vac yep. is yours, courtesy of Bumper to Bumper and uh, the folks here at 96.5 FM, The Answer. We're back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We've got a winner, so if you've been calling, we do have a winner for the uh, Brian and Alexander is our winner. So, uh, oh, he's, he's ready to talk to us, huh? I'm Brian, how you I'm doing, here. brother? How are you doing today, I'm Brian? Great. You got Good. yourself Thank a you wet dry. Much. You got yourself a wet dry uh, vac. What kind of car are you driving? Uh, I'm driving uh, an old Acadia right now. Okay. Do you have a pickup truck? I do not. Okay. I was just going to ask. Would you, after what you heard Duck say? During the first part of the show, would you ever buy a diesel? I would not buy a diesel. <laughs> I just saying, I, and he's done that segment half a Many dozen times. times. Yep. You know, and people still rush out to buy diesels. But I don't I, get it. I will. I'm fixing to tell him, Russ. Thank you. But, Brian, you know where Dickie's Evans Automotive in Benton is? At Bumper I to do. Bumper? You go in there and see Dickie, and uh, I'll give him your name. Great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, just, well, thank have, you. just bring your uh, your driver's license. Yeah, you got to have a driver's license. So you can show your picture, all right? Will do. Just go in there and see Dickie and tell him you want it on the radio, and I'll I'll drop him by the, the, the your name and everything in the morning. Okay, so are you like me? Do you believe that you can never have enough wet dry vac? With two small children, absolutely. <laughs> and, and the good thing about this one is you can take a bucket and throw it and wash it and, you know. That's it. Uh, it, it's a pretty nice little deal. I've got a couple of them now. All right. We appreciate you Thank calling you. in. Appreciate Thanks for you. winning, brother. Thank you. Talk Have a good day. Later. All right. Yeah, fantastic. Big winner today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, we got uh, 
We got our break in, so we're we're taking care of that. Correct, Russ. All right. I so to make sure. So, Dave, in in the last few days, and I know Joe's probably run into this. I know me and Danny talked about it on radio uh, Saturday. Some belt squeaking. Yes. When you park your car in the afternoon and go in, and go to bed. When you raise the hood the next morning, your pulleys will be rusted. What? They, they will rust that fast because they're shiny metal for the bell spin run. Right, right. And then they'll squeak for a few seconds. Most time they'll quit. Sometimes they don't. You know, if you do have that, you need to get a belt replaced, you know. Uh, but far as the pulleys rusting, there ain't a whole lot you can do about it except crank it up and listen to it for a second, and then it'll go away. How about those high squeals that you get? Is that the same thing? Same thing. Okay. I always thought typically that was because you had a belt that was loose. Well, all you new stuff is serpentine, right. and they all got belt tensioners on them. You know, so the belt tensioner until the belt gets stretched so far, it's going to keep them tight. All right, we got Ken. He's out in Star City. Hey, uh, Ken, we've got about a minute here. What I'd like <coughs> you to do is tell Duck what your problem is, and then we'll answer it when we come back. All right. I wanted to mention that diesel, Dave, that he was talking about. Yeah. I almost bought one, and I started researching them, <laughs> and I couldn't justify what it cost to service one. And I wanted a three-quarter ton truck, and I wound up buying a half ton. Yep. But I just couldn't justify If I was going to buy a three-quarter ton, it'd still be a gas burner. Yep. Because, I mean, now my father-in-law's got one, but he's got like a 03 Dodge and I think that's got, what, that 5.9 in it? It is with a VP44 pump system. Yeah, and that's supposed to be a really good diesel engine there. Yep. But uh, these newer ones, I couldn't justify them. I mean, it costs a fortune just to have it served. Yep. Well, why don't you write a letter? Hey, I'm going to let you go because we're out of time. Write a letter to the EPA and say you want some money back. <laughs> See if they get you anything. <laughs> It's the freaking EPA. Under yep. when, whenever a Democrat president's around, they always come up with you know these rules that are going to you know jag you around. I thought it was interesting that Trump yesterday said that for every regulation that has been passed now under his administration, they have gotten rid of twenty-two. Can you imagine that, Dave? Isn't that great? It's great. It's good. It's good news. It's just ridiculous stuff that's causing too much money for nothing. All right, Fox News, and we're back. 25 minutes till 5. You want to feed your family beef that doesn't have any antibiotics in it, doesn't have any hormones in it, that's really, really tender because the cows were raised stress-free. And I know that sounds bizarre, but it's been scientifically proven. They're out in the field munching on the grass and things of that nature, no stress to the, the cattle, and they have very, very tender meat. Then you, what you want to do is uh, buy it from Lewis Family Beef. Uh, they are a family-owned ranch out in Greenbrier. Their cattle are born on their ranch, raised on their ranch, and then sold to, to you to get your beef. And it all comes from that ranch. By the way, they do use uh, antibiotics at times on a, on a cow. I mean, cow can get sick, and so you got to use antibiotics but it will never be sold to a customer. Never. Their meat is absolutely clean for your family's consumption. And they got free delivery anywhere in central Arkansas. They'll sell you a quarter, a half, or a whole cow. 
Then it goes to the packing house. The packing house will call you. They'll say, how do you want this cut? You want uh, four inch steaks? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm thinking uh, duck would like a four inch steak, you know, a ribeye. Or if you can't do four inches, you don't want four inches, two inch, you know. I mean, something that when you take a bite of it, you get some meat that you can work on. And you can tell them how much you want as ground beef. I will tell you, I've talked to people who have eaten Lewis family beef and they have said they will never buy beef again from the big box store. Just will not do it. There is a totally different flavor to Lewis family beef. So how do you get some of this? Oh, here's how you do it. You, you call them. That's Cody or Sarah, Cody or Sarah Lewis, uh, 501-514-1494, Or if you'd like, uh, to get any answers that you need or to tell them that you, you know, you want to buy some, uh, beef from them. Uh, go to their Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Lewis family beef, facebook.com Lewis family beef, Lewis family beef out in Greenbrier. I'm just telling you and free delivery. And you don't have to drive out to Greenbrier. All you'll do is order, talk to the packing house. And when it's done and flash frozen, the packing house will give it to uh, the Lewis's and they're going to bring it to your house. Absolutely free. All right, so, Duck, it's been raining, but more than raining, it's been fog. It's been misting, and it just leaves the roads in a perpetual state of being slick. Yeah, because asphalt, Dave, as you know, is made out of oil. Yep. And oil is going to come out of it when it rains. And, you know, we've had dry weather for a while now. Uh, You know, slow down. And you apply your brakes, even though most cars have analog brakes on them, they're still subject to sliding because it's so wet and and if your tires are not real good shape you're going to lose control of it spin out or could even go through a red light yeah people not paying attention i mean surely everybody has noticed that if you're sitting a little bit on an incline and you're at the stoplight when you go and you got to give it a little bit gas to go you get start uh, spinning spinning in the front yep before they grab hold get enough and get enough heat under them you know to make them catch hold and make them take off but you know i don't sell tars joe does uh you know uh, there's a bunch in our service center that does sell tars i don't have you don't have the room for time i got i can make room but i don't have the time dave oh okay that's that's my biggest problem is the time and uh even though i own a tar machine and a wheel balance machine <laughs> It's home in my shop at home, right. stacked up in the corner. I thought about getting into it, and I may get into it one, you know, here in the future. Uh, bumper to bumper's working on a deal with that, so you know we may get into it one of these days. Well, you you know you do so much with trucks. Yes, truck tires is a different animal than totally car tires. Totally different animal. Yes, they are totally different. They're you know. huge. Well, you got a truck tire, and it weighs somewhere in the seventy eighty pound range, versus the car tire that weighs somewhere is in the four or five pound range you know um but you know i i, I do work on cars I, i'm not like joe joe works on mainly cars and pickups yes i work on diesel pickups 18 wheelers anything in between i got a do- bulldozer out there we're overhauling the motor on it i've got um a bobcat that i'm putting bushings in the in the lift system on it you know i got a john i got a Kubota tractor with a motor out of it getting it overhauled but you know them guys at work they 
they tell me all the time, we never know what's going to be in here to work on. But I always tell them, you always got something to work on, though, don't you? Yeah. And you get, you, you, get, to, you get to learn. Yep. It's a, never Any day is not the same day every yep. day. You know, you may be working on a Cummins day, Caterpillar tomorrow, and, and a John Deere the next day. You know, but uh, in, in my business and Joe's business and, you know, Gary Henry and Danny at Kingwood, we all basically have do the same thing, but we do different stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, Henry's, you know, known well about <coughs> tires. Do, well, Gary is known getting new transmission, transmission taken yep. care of. He's got guys that that's all they do. Yep. Henry, you know, Henry is a lot of front end and brakes yep. and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and I think he got moved into his temporary place. Well, I, I do know that he got a lift from Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So evidently he's, uh, he's moved that in there. So I'm, I'm going to assume that he's working. Jerry, if you're listening to us, you know, send Duck a, t- a text and tell him yeah. if, if Henry's uh, open now. I'm almost sure because I know he went to over on University behind the Armature Service Company. Yeah. That though, I think it's Little Rock Chrysler is the building that he's in now. But uh, uh, he's got a home road to go to get back on 65th Street. Yeah, well, you he, know. he's got to rebuild that from the ground up. Yeah, because the building they say was unsafe and stuff. And that's got to be a... You can just imagine, Dave. Got to tear it down first. Yep. But before you can tear it down, you got to go through you it. Got to clean it. Yeah. You got to get you know everything that you want out of it out, and uh, it it just I know I have had up when we left on that Friday to go on you know for Christmas. Yes. I had thirty three pieces of equipment sitting inside my building. Wow. I mean, I had every spot you could pile something. Cause I didn't leave, want to leave stuff outside over, you know, over the holidays and stuff. So we put everything inside we could put. And well, I'm, let, me, let me take you back to the tires real quick. When people go out to buy uh, a tire uh, for their car, what are some of the rules they must absolutely follow? Like the right size, look, you gotta like, have look the right on your size. door jam and yep. make sure you got the right size. You got to have the right height, the right width. And the right wheel size. Uh, plus, Dave, all tars is not created equally. You may buy a good year from here and a good year from here, and you know where I'm talking about. Yes. And the one spot, they're going to build them to their specs. Don't get me wrong. They're still good tars, but mm-hmm. they're different specs. But and they're not perhaps as good as they could be. Yes. You probably won't get the mileage out of these that you'll get out of these. You know, and but – if you go to buy tars, do a little research. Joe sells Hancock, Hancock, yes. and they're good tars. Yep. They're good grade of tars. I've got them on my vehicle that I bought from Joe. Uh, I got them on Trace's Tahoe. I got them on Russell's, on Blake's Tahoe. Uh, they're good tars. They are a good, good quality tire. And uh, Usually what I run. Those Hancock. Yep. You know, and but the biggest thing is, if you can see the wear bars and you're down to the wear bars, it's time to replace them. That's what those wear bars are there for. Like now. Yes, because yeah. when they get down to the wear bar, you don't get no traction on these roads. And if we get any kind of snow, you really won't get no traction. Ice, I don't care what kind of tars you got. You yeah, get no you don't traction. Get traction. Anyway. Stay home. That's possible. But, Let's, go ahead. But, Dave, uh, just remind people. If you put windshield washer fluid in your washer, make sure you get it to the thirty, the below zero temperature. Yeah, because right now you don't think you need it, but wait till Friday. Yeah, 
or like last winter week. is coming again yeah kind of hate it but it's coming back yep all right well let's talk to vince he's out in redfield hey vince how are you welcome to the dave ellswick show 96.5 fm the answer what's your question for duck hey um i'm getting ready to buy a uh, sprinter van yes sir uh, uh, it's an 07 and i was kind of want to know who who might work on those do you guys uh yes or whitey's y'all do yes hey whitey's diesel no, Duck's Garage. Right? No, Duck's Duck? Garage in Benton. Okay, okay. okay. What uh, so, is it? A V six or is it inline five cent? Or do you know? It, it's the uh, V six. It's it's the. How many uh, miles like on it? Uh, it's got a hundred thousand miles on it. Okay, so it ain't it ain't got a whole lot of miles. They yeah, had a little uh, turbo problem out of them things, and they had a little injector problems out of them. Okay. But that's that's something that. Uh, you may want to do a little checking and see if it's ever been replaced, but they have had trouble out of them. Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I just, it's running good now, you know, mm-hmm. but I want to know, uh, I don't want to be taking it somewhere where they don't, they don't know nothing about yeah. them don't have any experience. They're a different breed to work on, but uh, I've got all the test equipment and everything to do it with, but they are different from anything else. Yeah, just call yeah. Duck's Garage and... Yep. They'll help you. Got it? Are, are you driving? Or are you sitting? I'm driving right now. I can look it up though, Dave. I listen to, I listen to you all the time. Yeah. I, I got. That's uh, no problem. Yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, yeah, just just give me a holler and we'll. I'll, I'll help you along. Okay. Thanks all right. A lot. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks Enjoy for the, the call. Have a good day. Thank you very much. We appreciate your call. By the way, uh, Jerry just hit me. Uh, gave me an answer here that I that I was looking for, and. Uh, he said that Logan's is now open, and uh, it has been open since Monday. I knew he was getting close the other day when I talked to him. Temporary location out on University. University yeah, if you, it's right behind Armature Service Company. He's in the same building as Armature Service Company. All right, all right. We got to get a final break in here, then we'll come back and and talk a little bit longer with Duck. Joe's not here today. He is at the shop. He's got some people out sick. So when you own your own business and people are sick and you don't have the people that you need to get up carry and go. on. Well, guess what? You get off of your chair and, get up you, and go. you do the work. All right. Don't forget about uh, New Balance. New Balance is out on Highway 10, Cantrell, West Little Rock. This is a store you go to and they measure your feet digitally. You need to go get your feet measured digitally. That way you'll know for sure exactly how long your your feet are and how wide or narrow your feet are. And that's really important to know because it changes the way you, you, you get fit for shoes. If you got a narrow foot, they want to put you maybe in a two way. I don't know, but if you're like me and your, your feet are, you know, kind of fat out, well, you end up with a six E wide, uh, they'll answer any of your questions. You got about foot problems or evaluations advice you need. They stock children's shoes and extra wide lengths, and that's important. Again, take your child out to New Balance in West Little Rock on Highway 10 and let them measure your children's feet so you know exactly what they are wearing so that they'll have comfortable shoes. Same with men and women, and uh, New Balance stocks uh, men and women's shoes from 2A narrow up to 6E wide. They even do custom footbeds and they're the only new balance store in little rock that does that that's new balance 
on Highway 10, Cantrell, West Little Rock. You know, the folks over at the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Centers, they all do their work uh, basically the same because they all live uh, under the same and work under the same code of ethics. And that's important, uh, you know, Duck, for people to know when they take their cars to see you guys. But it's also important for them to know that Bumper to Bumper supplies you guys with the parts in a timely manner the parts that we need every day yeah to fix their cars and trucks and not only that they give you we give you a two-year twenty-four thousand mile warranty you know um parts and labor labor. yes and if you're in if i work on your vehicle and you go to california you have trouble all you got to do is dial the number and they'll take care of you uh they'll they'll take just you know super care of you yeah i just uh you know, I, I, I take my, uh, my car to Joe's I have for years now. Joe has been my mechanic for 17 years and th- and that's really what you need to do. You need to get yourself a mechanic that knows you and that knows you your know, vehicle, knows the vehicle that you're driving and whatnot. And then he can take good care. You guys can take someone care that of you them. can trust, you know, all you got to do is come to any of us and you can trust any of us. And we all going to do you, treat you the very best we can treat you. We're going to give you the very best price that we can give you, you know, because we're buying our parts in, in, in Dave, they sell AC Delco. They say, they sell motorcraft. They sell standard stuff. They sell Wix filters and it's the best stuff that you can buy. Well, here's the key too. And and I'll let you talk about this. Some people do better with different parts than others do. Yes. And you guys know that. Yes. Like oil filters. Yes. You know, that's just one, one, one uh, thing. Federal uh, Mogu. I tell you that, uh, spark plugs, another thing. Yep. And it can, it can differ between automobiles and trucks. Yes, they do. And you know, some things take motorcraft spark plugs. Some takes AC Delco. Some takes champion. Some takes NK, NKG, uh, you know, but bumper to bumper day sells all of it. They got all of it. And, you guys put your order in, and in a couple hours, they'll be in your yep. hand, if not um, Most of the time, it's not a couple hours, Dave. Most of the time, it's within 10 or 15 minutes, and they're standing there looking at us with the part in hand. You know, unless they got to go to the warehouse. we got to go to the warehouse. takes a little bit longer, but but most of the time, we get it pretty quick. Well, if they got to go to the warehouse. Now, if it's at lunchtime, it may take a while because Homer's <laughs> is right next to it. <laughs> so, you know, when when you get out there close to Homer's. You got to stop and eat. You got to stop and eat. I mean, I look, I don't find any problem with that at all. I, I just understand. Yeah, me neither. As you can see, <laughs> I me un- neither. I understand. I understand that you want to eat at Homer's. There's no doubt about that. But, so, but no, you know, going back, being serious, bumper to bumper excellent company excellent company yes sir and and you got you know you got crow it works you know this kin you know it's kin to the fletcher you got james you got chris you got jerry rocher he takes care of all of our uh service center stuff that we need if i got a question i'll call him and he he has to tell me i'll call you back i'll find out i'll call you back uh but we got people that just you know take good care of us you know you got miss hazel over there she's She's Fletcher's secretary, and I know Miss Hazel. Been knowing her for 20, 30 years, and she's a good lady, and she takes care of all of us. We need something. We go over and have a meeting. She usually gets the food for us and everything. Uh, so, do you guys meet once a month? 
uh we try we're fixing to start back meeting because we got a car show coming up and we got to get a you know we got to start getting stuff ready we got to start getting ready for the the radio shows and stuff and uh you know it 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 takes quite a bit of time as you know dave that to put together that car show it takes takes some time you know it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of work and a lot of leg work and it's coming in june Yes, it is. And we're going to be in Conway. It's the first weekend in June, isn't it? First Saturday in June, I think, is when it is. And it's going to be in Conway in an air-conditioner building. If it's hot, we're going to have air-conditioner. The biggest thing is we're going to have shade. You know, you're not sitting out in the hot sun getting blistered. Or or you're getting wet. You're not going to get wet. Now, last year. We had biblical rain, and we stayed bone dry. dry. And we still had, I don't remember, 80-something cars, I think is what it was. We had a huge turnout yeah people coming considering see it. that it was coming a monsoon rain the whole morning just by the time we got over the car show the sun popped out but man i had to i had to slow down to 30 miles an hour yep. when i was on uh 64 yep coming out there it and was it, just it was terrible but uh it takes a lot to get the car show and bumper to bumper dave as you know is our big sponsor of that yeah they get into it anything that we raise goes to ronald mcdonald house yes and let me tell you, if you've never been to Ronald McDonald House, as me and Dave knows, just go over and take a tour of what they do for them people. Yep. Or better than that, good people. Let one of your kids get sick and you need a place to stay. Mm. Them people will take care of you from top to bottom, front to back. And now they got a much bigger facility oh. so they can take care of more people, but yep. they still fill up. Oh, yeah. I think, is it 32 beds they got now? I forget how many the ladies said. Seems like that's what it was, 32 beds. But they got a big old place to eat, big old kitchen, and laundry. Yep. They've got Wi Fi. They got everything you need. But I buy my parts from bumper to bumper. So does Joe. So does Danny. So does Henry. So does uh, Gary Henry from out at Mid State. You know, all of us certified centers buy from bumper to bumper for one reason, Dave. They give us excellent service and they have excellent parts. All right. We will see Joe next week here on uh, on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. We always have Joe and Duck on here. Everybody enjoys listening to what they have to say about automobiles. If you ever have a question, 8230965 on a Wednesday at 4 o'clock, they'll answer any question that you have about automobiles, and they'll answer it straightforward and as honest as they can. Don't forget, on uh, Saturday at 9 a.m., it's the Car and Truck Doctors brought to you by Bumper to Bumper. And instead of just Joe and Duck, it's a rotation of, uh, of all a of lot us. of the uh, Bumper to Bumper certified service centers right here in central Arkansas. So we'll uh, hopefully be able to hear you have you join us on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And we always have a cool prize to give away. Uh, we had two last week, which was very cool. Anyway, with that said... Duck, thanks for making your way over Thank here. Thank you, Dave. I'm surprised you found your way over here. All, <laughs> all, all of your uh, marks around the way would be, yeah. uh, you know, not be able to be seen. Drive safely out there. Five o'clock hour coming up. Ryan Norris from Americans for Prosperity, ready to join me here 
on the Dave Ellswick Show. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Stevens. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as a in attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year, and we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T, lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. All right, let's get into the final hour of a uh, hump day show because it's Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day. We are closer to uh, Friday than we were on Monday, and that's always a uh, a good thing. Ryan Norris is with us. He is the uh, state director of Americans for Prosperity. Good to have him in the studio. I was trying to get him on last week, but he was visiting Disneyland <laughs> and uh, didn't have time to, to give us time of day. How was Disneyland? Did you go to the new Star Wars exhibit? I didn't actually make it to Disneyland. Uh, I plan to, though. Got to go see Star Wars sometime That's soon. That's supposed to be cool. Here's here's interesting. Is I've been watching the ad that shows you know, this and this, and then all of a sudden, suddenly there's a, a big uh, cruise ship. And dun, 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 you know, Disney, you know, Star Wars Day on the cruise ship. Now, my whole thing is I will not go on a seven-day cruise if they're only going to give me one day of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't seem quite your money's worth. It doesn't to me. I mean, I guess your kids would love it, and I don't know if they got all the Disney characters the rest of the time kind of going around and stuff. My understanding is they have different packages for different interests and all that. Maybe they just need to do a seven-day Star Wars cruise. That would be only. cool. I Now, they... I might put up with all the crumb snatchers if uh, if I could be around stormtroopers all week long or something. It would make it easier. I'd have a lot, a lot of fun. And if they got a, a bunch of people that look like Ray. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. That would help. <laughs> I'm just saying. By the way, for all you Star Wars lovers, we are working on Adam Driver. We're going to get him in here over the next couple of months. We've been talking to people about it. You know he's from Little Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to try to get him in here to talk about Star Wars. See if he'll cough up anything about Episode Nine. That'd be awesome. Probably to hear. not. <laughs> He'd get fired if he started talking about what what that one's going to be. Most that's going to be the new jumping off part. But enough about Star Wars. Let's talk about what's going on with the. Uh, see now you got to figure this out about my show. We chase rabbits around here. Pull that microphone up close to you. You cannot come in and sit in my studio, and not say something. <laughs> Introduce yourself to my listeners. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Dean Marks. I'm uh, with Ryan. I, uh, I'm over uh, grassroots advocacy for the state. Run grassroots advocacy. What exactly is that? Uh, so we will, uh, I guess, use our infrastructure with AFP, uh, basically just to uh, help amplify people's voices, uh, whether it be you know running phone banks for people uh, that are interested in a certain event or um, you know, helping them get organized, helping them place op-eds, um, just kind of whatever uh, the strategy is, try to help them just kind of amplify their voice. 
Good. Sounds good. Dean's the NCO of a frontline of the frontline troops. Uh, Is he a senior NCO? He is. All right. Well, if you're at the senior, that's almost like being an officer. You do realize that. Have you ever been in the military, Dean? I have not. Okay. Well, if you're like uh, the master sergeant or the gunny sergeant or whatever, you might as well be a uh, an officer. In fact, gunny sergeants and master sergeants have both been known to tell officers where to put it <laughs> and uh, and stick it where the sun don't shine. Basically, <laughs> I mean that they're, true. they're like that when the when the when the chief master sergeant of the Air Force lands on the Air Force base, you think a general is there. I mean that's the truth. It's true. I served. I served ten years. So in the air force. And I can tell you when those guys came, you treated them special. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Right. You know, but anyway, let's talk about what's going on with you. Uh, Ryan, you, how many weeks now have you been state director? Uh, for 10 weeks now. Okay. So you got your sea legs a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. What, it, what, it, what, what do you like that you've seen? What are some things that you, you wanted to kind of uh, shore up? Well, uh, pretty much at the moment, what we're doing, is um, you know solidifying relationships with our coalition partners, uh, getting our our reboot of AFP to um, in front of the legislature and the officials in our government. Uh, have I've had discussions with the governor in his office. I've had discussions with the lieutenant governor, and just outlining AFP's policy positions and what they can expect. Uh, in interest from us and from the activists that uh, that help us on a daily basis. When you work with the governor, I mean, you got a Republican governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think that they would share many of uh, the views that AFP would yes. would, would uh, of course share. Uh, does that make it that much easier? Because I've talked to legislators who have said having a, rec- a Republican as go- as governor has made things infinitely more difficult because they're working with a Republican. Um, in, in the job that we do, uh, we have to learn, we have to do business with everybody. Uh, I think that it's an added benefit for me that we have one party that has the majorities in the Senate and the house and also holds all the constitutionals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's easier to do business when you, um, you outline clearly what it is that you're about, and you build those levels of trust with uh, those, you know, those elected officials, and then you deliver on that mm-hmm. and let it know that, hey, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be government versus the people all the time. There can be, in its perfect form, government and the people are supposed to be. They're supposed to be one, one working together. Yeah, and uh, so my approach is to try to to make that happen, that we're in partnership with government. Government needs to know some of the best ideas that come from uh, organizations like AFP or, you know, other uh, policy-aligned organizations. They are asking for that information, and so we help provide that to them, you know, that we're going to be an honest broker. We're, we're here in league with you. We want to get in the yoke alongside of you and help move Arkansas in the right direction. All right. And they've they've inherited a hundred and thirty some years worth of policy. Oh my God! You know, and now, just a now, lot of people do not a lot of people forget that that you can't get on the Titanic and turn it on a dime. I don't know if it's so much just a forgetting, but it can be. Yeah, you can say that some have forgotten that, but it just takes a while. 
the gears of progress grind slow and fine. So you just have to keep plugging away at it and get it going in the right direction. Didn't get in here overnight, and um, and it won't improve necessarily overnight. But there are big policy wins that we could have for Arkansas that will uh, improve us, you know, quantum levels. But uh, we have to work together to make that happen. And all the, the coalition partners and even the opposition to the policies that we have have a place at the table in this. You know, the best ideas come from a thoroughly debated idea. Oh, I agree with that. You know, absolutely agree with that. All right. So they've got a special uh, event coming up, Americans for Prosperity. I want to touch on this several times during the time that, that Ryan's going to be on today. It's called the power of economic freedom. Yes. You know, a free market is the best market. Yes, it is. Okay. And if you can't have an absolutely free market, being as close to being an absolutely free market is where you want to be at. So Monday from uh, six in the evening until eight in the evening over at the whole hog cafe, one of my favorite places uh, is uh, in the West side over on West Markham. Uh, They're going to be meeting uh, to uh, talk about this. And this is a kind of a, a thing where, well, I'll let you talk about it. What exactly, and Dean, you can jump in here because you're the grassroots guy. What are, what are some of the things that you're going to you know, be doing? Well, uh, this discussion is kind of a, coming at a poignant time. We just had tax reform passed. We're looking at tax reform in Arkansas. And uh, we all uh, on the conservative side, you know, if you're center right, you tend to say, hey, you know, Tax, tax cuts and, you know, I want to keep my money. But we're going to have a little bit of a deeper discussion on that and say, what does that actually mean? Why is it that when you receive tax cuts, that why is that a, a positive thing? Not just looking at the dollars and cents per se, but also what it means for individual freedom, for uh, enhanced choice. Uh, you get to direct the economy as an individual when you get to keep more of what your labor has produced. And so we're going to talk a, a bit uh, about that. We have Matt Hurt, who has been on uh, the show here right. uh, a, a couple of times now. And uh, he's going to be our speaker, dynamic uh, young gentleman, and uh, has some really interesting things to say and some really cool stories about how lives have been improved when someone has been allowed more freedom in their economic decisions. Dean, let me direct this to you because you look like you're close to a millennial, are you? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... With that stated, uh, I know that you guys want to reach out to millennials. And uh, does it bother you that a majority of millennials have shown a proclivity for hugging up against socialism? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I'm, you know, probably a few years out of college now. um, And I, I can say with, you know, pretty certainty that, there, there is a tendency in the schools to, you know, push students in a certain direction. Um, and I, I studied economics, and it, it seemed that— Oh, wow, then you can really talk yeah, about this. So, so you know, it, it, it seemed that there, you know, it was kind of a push to make people, you know, believe a certain way and, um, you know, push towards collectivism and that, um, you know, that's that's always the best good for the most and— it, it's it's something that you know I think we've seen over and over throughout history that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, it seems that competition is a good thing, and um, you know it seems like we get better products for more people at better prices. So, well, free markets have raised more people out of poverty 
than any socialist country yes. has ever done. That's true. And, and we know that. I mean, that's that's empirically known. There's mm-hmm. plenty of facts to back that up. But if those facts are never presented to you, you would never know it. Right. In in AFP, we talk about the key institutions being education, community, business, and government. And each of those has to operate within its scope and in, in its expertise for society to be open and free. And what we find is you're now in this era to where on college campuses that used to be the paragon of free speech, they're now trying to limit it. Oh, yeah. And so you have these situations to where um, significant percentages, I'm talking 90% or more of college professors, consider themselves to be more aligned to the left than to the right. And when you're getting a myopic view of the world, it it really is a uh, you know a cold bucket of water in the face when you step off a college campus into the real world that operates under capitalistic or free market, you know, more free market uh, philosophies. And you have to try to adjust. So AFP is really committed to trying to get in, get our voice heard in uh, in those areas, uh, to become a part of the cultural conversation, not just the policy conversation, because we have to change the culture. You can change the policies, but they're only as good as the next legislative session that comes by and swings the opposite direction. Now, think about that, because as you know, you guys look around. I've got Andrew Breitbart, a couple of things up with him. I knew Andrew, and one of the things that he always said, and he says, always remember, he would, I knew what he was <laughs> going to say when he said, always remember, that culture is upstream from politics. Yes, that is true. And so for free markets and free society to exist into the future, we have to get the message into the areas that it is not currently being heard. We have to step outside of our echo chambers and our comfort zones and and uh, sitting across the table from our friends. And we have to start inviting people that we have rapport with uh, but are not necessarily aligned with us and start having those, hey, we're good people, you're good people. Let's talk about these ideas and really have a robust conversation in the marketplace of ideas to see which of those is the best. What what does history show is the best, uh, you know, the best idea versus capitalism versus a socialistic or a communistic um, economic system. And you have those conversations. And if someone is intellectually, uh, has intellectual integrity, and they're not just emotional about, you know, their beliefs, but they are, they want to pursue uh, a better truth, then uh, you have opportunity. And so we really want to try to to broaden the tent in the AFP community and work with anybody who is, a, who wants to do good for, for our society. So Dean, how do you, how do you talk to your millennial friends? I mean, I'm sure as grassroots leadership, uh, uh, for AFP here in Arkansas, you're trying to figure out how to engage college students and young workers to come out to something like this. How do you, what do you tell them? Do you, do you, I, you, I, you promise them hot wings and a beer or well, what? that, that, uh, you know, the, Having fun events to, uh, you know, get them to come out is definitely a part of it. But I would say one of the, the main things that, like you said, we're, we're recently out of, out, of, out of school and kind of a lot of us are getting our first jobs. And I say, hey, man, look at your paycheck. Look at, uh, <laughs> look at all that stuff coming out. And, you know, a lot of them, well, what is all this? What is Medicare? What is Social Security? What is Arkansas tax? Man, that's high. <laughs> and, you know, they've never thought about it. Um, so, you know, I think that just the realization of, Oh my gosh, they take so much. You know, that's food that's, you know, 
I don't get to enjoy. That's, you know, that's my life. And I think that really hits people a lot, um, especially millennials. All right. Well, real quick, again, this is the power of economic freedom. Now, if, if you're, uh, I'm going to say, if you're under 25, something you should come to. If you're under 30, you should come to it, especially when you look at your pay stub and you can't explain, well, where's all this money going to? Right. What does, what does all, what do all these words mean? You need to come out uh, to this event. Again, it's going to be at the whole hog cafe over on West Markham and uh, Bowman. You'll want to come out and, and join them and make sure you get a double helping of potato salad while you're there. <laughs> it's happening Monday. It starts at six o'clock. It goes to 8 PM seating is limited. So, uh, they'd like you to register through their Facebook at Arkansas <laughs> AFP. That's facebook.com Arkansas AFP or call 501-244-9675. Uh, special speaker is Matt Hurt. He's been on the show at least twice that I know of. That I remember and uh, is a great presenter. You'll uh, you'll have a great time. Again, this is all from the uh, Americans for Prosperity Foundation. We'll be back with Ryan. We'll be back with Dean in a moment. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. Don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. And, you know, a lot of people, when they think about that, they think about small stuff. You know, uh, uh, a motor for your uh, uh, windshield wiper or a mirror or a, a taillight or whatever. Well, they do big items as well, and not only do they supply the item, but they, they also have people that will do the work for you. They'll uh, put it in for you. I had them put in a uh, transmission for my uh, 2009 uh, uh, car, and, and they did a great job. And they, they also, I got a three-year parts and labor and unlimited mileage warranty on that uh, uh, that uh, transmission. So as long as I own it uh, uh, for three years, they're going to put it, fix it no matter what. Uh, and the, they're going to take the, the labor and the whole nine yards. Most places will give you like, you go in and get your transmission fixed and you might just get 12 months or 12,000 miles. And if you sit down and think about that for a moment, I bet you put 12,000 miles on your car in a matter of a few months. I know I do. So, uh, you know, go to call Sonny's, uh, call RD over there, have him help you out. 982 7451. Do they do engines? Yes. Val will be on tomorrow. She can talk about that here on, on the show. She just had a engine put in her car. I mean, if you got a couple hundred thousand miles on your car, the last thing you want to do is put a new engine in. You just put a rebuilt in, or you use one of the well-maintained total loss vehicles they have over at Sonny's auto salvage. They pull that motor, they put it in your car. They do a great job and you continue driving your automobile. That's Sonny's auto salvage. Number one choice for recycled auto parts. 982-7451. All right, back with you again. This power of economic freedom is going to be Monday. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Register through their Facebook at, uh, you know, the facebook.com Arkansas AFP. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Or call 501-244-9675. It's Monday 6 till 8 over at the whole hog cafe that's some really good food by the way and, and west little rock whole west, cafe. yeah west little rock not the one that's down on uh, Cantrell. if you get there 
you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> All right. It's up on uh, Markham and and uh, Bowman is where you'll find them. Yes. And it's a great place to eat, by the way. And there's plenty of room to meet. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. So that's a good place to, to do this. Do they have a special room now? They do. Yeah. Do they? I didn't know they had a special room now. Yeah. Meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, do that. Good. We're happy to host it there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're having it there because that's really good food. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> they do barbecue right there. All right, we got to take a break. We got Fox News coming up. When we come back, I want to kind of quiz you about what you think about the governor's budget. Okay. I mean, that's been the big story. I, I enjoyed that he's going to freeze, uh, you know, the uh, tuition or has asked them to freeze tuition. And uh, a little later on, they don't talk about this, but the governor is pouring $10 million into the college's coffers, which is kind of an interesting. <laughs> take money out of one all right back with you here on the dave ellswick show uh with us ryan norris he's the state director of uh, americans for prosperity these folks believe in free markets uh they believe that you know taxation is a necessity of government we all know that but how much should you be taxing right that, that's the you know the the you can't say 69 it's 69 million dollar question now uh <laughs> money's gone up price has gone up on it but uh what do you think what you're hearing from the governor talking about uh the budget well uh you know it's interesting how when you when you hear folks talk about budget it's like well we've decreased but it's an increase over last year and so we have to keep an eye on things okay so let me just stop you there how do they get away with saying that it uh if you don't pay attention it sounds good okay you know and so uh it's up to us to afp and other coalition partners you yourself to take a look in this budget and uh kind of comb through it it's been out what you know a day now and uh take a look through it and and kind of see that the that the money's going to where it needs to be and um and then making sure that that those dollars are are accounted for the taxpayers that should be one of the biggest sales that it, they should make is at the time of the budget is saying, hey, here's what we're doing with your money, and here's why, and, and this is what you want, right? Instead of it being top-down, usually it's like, this is what we want to do. Well, mm-hmm. listen to what we, we want to do. And uh, we're government by the people for the people. Well, you know, show us how this budget is actually a for-the-people proposition. And uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on it. Like you referenced, you know, the college tuitions, being asked to be frozen and then uh 10 million dollars being put in on the back end for uh into the black hole so to yeah speak. yeah and so that's a, a i think that was for a higher education performance-based funding yeah so that'll be interesting to find the nuance on that what is that really about and and uh does was i think it, it the way that they're kind of positioning it mm-hmm. is that you are getting more money just by enrollment now we're going to say Show us that you're performing, and then we'll give you more money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the cost of college tuition has just skyrocketed. Uh, I probably, I'm so lucky because I came in, you know, my degree I earned in the early 2000s, and it was much cheaper than what it is now at, at the same university. So, uh, yeah, it, it sounds it sounds good. It plays well. That's great. Uh, but what about? the money on the back end we just have to keep an eye on things all right so the governor said four-year colleges 
have averaged annual tuition increases ranging from 3.03% to 6.2% mm-hmm. during the past 10 years. Now, I want everybody just kind of think a little bit over the last 10 years. Did any of your pay raise go up 3%, 1%, 6%? I'm (laughs) just saying it, you know, I don't know why the legislature doesn't get more involved. I, I think there should be some way that the legislation or the legislature can put the nexus on colleges and say, no, you can't. I mean, we did, we've got a public, you know, uh, uh, commission that looks at gas rates and electricity mm-hmm. rates. Why wouldn't we look at college rates? Yeah. Uh, is, is what is being paid for in intuition actually equating into a valuable career path? Don't you know, even for get me student? started there. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying <laughs> it's, we have to really look at it. I mean, there is discussions about education being the next big bubble. Did you see how much it costs to go to Georgetown for one year now? <laughs> this is room board to whole nine mm-hmm. yards. $74,000 a year. Yeah. $74,000 a year. Right. That's insane. I don't know what it is. Well, you just, did you graduate from U of A? Uh, Arkansas State. Okay. Arkansas State. All right. ASU. Someday they're going to, they're going to finish. 67, 167, now that's going to be a superhighway. Frank Broyles didn't want it to happen because he knew once you had a superhighway going through Jonesboro, ASU would explode, and it's exploding even without it. Mm-hmm. So the question is, uh, how much was it per year? Room, board, all that. Do you, off top of your yeah, head, do you remember? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it fluctuated based on kind of where I live, but it seemed like it was about somewhere from 10 to 15. Right. Give, give me a gun. <laughs> I'd be putting a gun to my head if I wanted to go to college now. I'd... Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some rice and beans uh, after graduation to get it paid off for sure. <laughs> how about did how much how much did you eat as far as uh, ramen noodles go? Ramen noodles, uh... <laughs> I had ramen my... noodles had, and had peanut butter. Was ready to go. <laughs> ramen noodles and peanut. What about you, Ross? You went to ASU. Were you did you eat ramen noodles and peanut butter, or what did you eat? Steak, probably. Whatever I could find. <laughs> <laughs> you were dumpster diving, right? Brother, they didn't call me ogre for nothing. <laughs> okay. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. You remember when we passed the lottery? Mm-hmm. As soon as it was announced how much the uh, uh, scholarships were going to be, within three years, the uh, all the universities have had absorbed all of it with right. increases. Right. And, and then you have a situation to where uh, kids – who are fresh out of high school can borrow oh, yeah. nearly unlimited amounts of money that cannot go through a bankruptcy court. And you have created this to where they've been told that you've got to have the college education. Yep. You got to have it. And so it increases demand. You increase demand of a seemingly limited uh, resource. And what's going to happen? It's going to cause the price to go up. And then you have the government on the back end funding it all with um, federally backed loans and um you you've got a it's uncomfortable i mean i get it but i have friends that i've talked to about this subject i'm like government getting involved in education not staying in the scope of what it's supposed to do has caused this problem and um 
you know, we have to try to correct the ship. We have to get those key institutions back into the scope in which they originally designed for us to have this free and open society. You don't have economic freedom when you have to eat, you know, the rice and beans. You can't go in and start a career in putting that money towards a house or towards a car or towards investments in the future because you're paying back something that what didn't end up being worth what you were sold yep. that it would be worth on the front end. And uh, we have to rethink that. You know, we're pro-school choice, too, at AFP. And so that's another piece. We have to look at, at public education, you know, before the college years and uh, say, you know, is there even better systems for this? You know, is there should there be more choice and flexibility for a family whose child may not function well in, in traditional public school but may do better at private, may do better at homeschooling? may do better you know with uh with other types of uh of education formats well the, the Koch brothers who i have the utmost respect for uh have always said that when you look at laws you have to figure out how much freedom you have to give up with those laws right. i mean and it's it's financial freedom as well as it's just freedom freedom mm-hmm. uh, i like to tell everybody that if the government controls your checkbook they control you right just and and it's worse now because they can they they're working on controlling your health care yes you know when when you give the government that kind of power that's a huge hammer over your head right and you can see the results of that in recent uk at their health service had to stall what fifty thousand, i think uh, surgeries Mm -hmm. because they just couldn't accommodate them all for all the uh all of the other things that they were trying to deal with, they just didn't, they don't have the capacity for. And we're trying to mimic them. Right. That's just blows your mind. amazing to me that we're trying to mimic them. All right, give them a last break, then we come back. Don't forget about the power of economic freedom. This is a special event happening Monday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. over at the Whole Hog Cafe in West Little Rock. That's 1211 West Markham. Seating is limited. So, you know, right now, while I'm taking this break, jump on your phone or whatever. Go to Facebook.com, Arkansas F or AFP, Arkansas AFP, and register to attend. Or you can call 501-244-9675. The speaker going to be Matt Hurt. The Dave Ellswick Show here on 96.5 FM. Uh, the answer, everything you know about claiming your Social Security benefits has been turned upside down. They always change those uh, uh, rules. Uh, The government does every new year. So they've got new rules for claiming your benefits. They're in effect now. And your decision could cost you tens of thousands of dollars in uh, lost dollars in lifetime benefits over Social Security. Uh, What you need to do, get the facts and what's happening. Get the updated 2018 guide the Social Security from David Lucas of the David Lucas Show. You hear it right here on 96.5 FM, The Answer, at 10 a.m. and uh, 3 p.m. on Saturdays. It's simple. It's easy to read. It's a guide packed full of up-to-date information for 2018 that could help you avoid losing tens of thousands of dollars in lifetime benefits that are rightfully yours. So how do you get this free guide? Well, you got to be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. That number again, 501-653-6690. All right, back with you. And uh, Ryan Norris is here. 
Dean, I didn't get your last name. Marks. Marks is with us as well. All from, uh, of course, Americans for Prosperity. Uh, in fact, the Americans for Prosperity Foundation is the ones that are behind the power of economic freedom. I, I love that you guys are getting into the. Are you going to have several of these? Yes. Ongoing yeah. kind of different topics? We definitely will. We're going to try to have them often and uh, covering different topics. Uh, you know, power of economic freedom, I thought was a, a good segue between the federal tax reform. Arkansas facing its uh, fiscal session coming up and the discussion that is ongoing with the uh, tax reform task force. Right. And uh, we need to understand why it's important that we fight to maintain our economic freedom as individuals and why it is in, should be incumbent upon the government to put forward their best effort to persuade us that they're doing the best by our dollars that we send them. Um, government should be a utility and a and a partner for the people to get done what it can't what we can't do individually, but they need to to make sure that they're they're collecting the money in a as fair and equitable fashion as possible and spending it with as much transparency uh, as possible. So, you know, the people should rule, and I don't think that at times we feel that way. I mean, do you ever feel that way, Dave? Do you feel like, man, I am just oh yeah, just because I'm behind this microphone, I feel like I rule Arkansas, right? Or, I'm just kidding. Are you? I'm, well, I'm just saying in the terms of like, <laughs> man, that's that's government working for me. Have, oh no, have you had that feeling recently? No. Wouldn't it be nice if we did have that? Yeah, feeling? I mean, but if if they did the things that I would like to do, you know, because I I don't want to just reform tax policy, right? I want to reform government right? and tax policy will reform itself. Right. Because if the amount of money that's being taken from people goes down, then government has to answer by being more responsible with the money that they're spending. Right. I would hope that's not necessarily <laughs> true. Well, the way that we get to that place though, is to hold conversations like yeah, we're like having you, you now have Monday and conversations like we're having Monday and the ongoing conversations that we'll have. And then, again, having these conversations with folks that we don't normally have the conversation with uh, and and attempting to do this in as much of a respectful and uh, position of humility as possible. The best way to get your idea across sometimes, you know, it's like uh, I think it was the Dalai Lama said, you know, I defeat my enemy when I make my enemy my friend. Mm -hmm. We have to start showing that these ideas are the best solutions for raising people up in our society to give them the dignity you know they don't have to be on government situ government um, you know subsidies all the time they can actually ha remove internal barriers or we can help remove external barriers to where they can rise up and achieve the economics and the social standing that that everybody should should aspire to so dean how difficult for millennials is it to break through uh, the uh, the brainwashing that they've gone through for four years. Um. Well, I guess I was, um, I guess, fortunate enough to meet some good people in college that kind of, um, you know, maybe led the right way um, in in terms of thinking. Um, I know that for a lot of people, like I said, um, that are just now kind of starting to get their first jobs. I think they, I think it hits them pretty. You quick. think that that's what the, the uh, and the, I don't think people are point is. yeah. And I don't think people are necessarily politically minded until they really get out of college um, and maybe start getting in the first and second jobs that they realize, you know, I do have a voice in government. I don't think 
it's something that really crosses her mind um, till maybe, like you said, about 25, um, maybe even a little bit later. Um, but, or but they, yeah, I would say. Or they hear these stories yeah. <laughs> of people running food scams against the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Right. 16 different people now. The one that they had in the paper today had gotten $1.3 million. And at the end, did you read the whole article? I didn't read the whole article. At the very, at the very end, they asked the lady if they thought that what had gone down in the trial had gone along with her plea deal. And she says, no, I don't because I don't think I did anything wrong. Right. Right. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. But I, yeah, I would, I agree with what Dean's saying, right. but, but then I see all the kids standing out there cheering, you know, burn, you know, Bernie out there. And I'm going, what is it about, the, you know, have you not ever heard Margaret Thatcher say socialism is great until you run out of everybody else's money? Right. But they're not hearing that, you know, and that's our job. I mean, Dave, you do it on, on Monday through Friday and uh, even on your free time. And that's what AFP is here to do is to help uh, get the word out and to get into those areas to where these ideas are somewhat foreign. And that we can show them for what they are. You know, Arthur Brooks wrote a great book. What a the, great guy. Yeah, The uh, Conservative Heart. Mm-hmm. You read that and you understand that, hey, these principles not only provide human dignity, but they also allow individuals to achieve above and beyond the the victimization or the just acceptance of this is my station in life and only through the help of government will I be able to survive. It's not about just survival. It's about thriving in your life. And... Uh, I think that we're on the right side of the arguments, not just in the political spectrum. I don't think. Sense. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Right. History proves that we're on the right side of the argument. Right. And we, uh, down at our all staff, we got to hear individuals who came. We had a, a Cuban immigrant who said that the first thing she noticed when she escaped Cuba was all of the light because they didn't have light all the time, electric light right. in Cuba. And, and it was a very, uh, awesome image because it's not just the ideas of free society and capitalism that are the light itself. But I mean, on a physical sense, she was impressed most by that. And there are a lot of stories out there of people who are using these principles to achieve awesome and great things in their lives. Well, I I do know that there's people that have come from the Soviet union or from Russia. And, uh, I can't remember, I think it was Brezhnev's wife. Mm Mm-hmm that walked into a supermarket and burst into tears because she'd never seen that much food in any one place. And that was just right. one supermarket. There were supermarkets all over the city, right? Just the same one. <laughs> they didn't have that. They remember standing in line to get a loaf of bread. Right. I remember seeing the pictures in the eighties. That's not that far back. I know to where a, a government was basically starving its people because of its policy and principle. Take a look at Venezuela right now. See, I, I saw somebody post something on a Twitter the other day that I could get into. If I had some money to put together a TV show, a reality mm-hmm. show, what I would do is go out and find some young people that believed in socialism, and I'd find a country that socialism was closest to what they wanted, <laughs> right. and then put them there to live for six months. It'd be rough. And let them see what it was really like and see how they talk at the end of the show from what they were saying at the beginning of the show. Right. See, I've been in those countries before. I know what they look mm-hmm. like. I've seen the, you know, the 
crap running down the streets, literally. Right. right. You know, I've seen the babies with bloated stomachs and the, you know, flies on their eyes. I know the difference between poverty and what we call poverty right. in the United States. Right. We're, we're a fortunate country. They live like kings here. If you're if you're poor, you live like a king compared to other countries. I'm just telling you, I'm I'm speaking the truth, truth to power, folks, right here. <laughs> it's 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 the truth. All right. So if pe- people want to be involved with Americans for Prosperity, uh, we'll mention again the uh, the power of economic freedom in a moment. But where do they need to go to join up with you all? Again, you can reach out to us uh, via Facebook at, at Arkansas AFP, or you can call us at five zero one two four four nine six seven five. And then uh, if you want to become an act, get active with us, uh, email Dean at D marks. That's M D M A R K S at A F P H Q dot org. Okay. A F P H Q dot O R G. All right. Again, the power of economic freedom, whole hog cafe, West little rock. That's 1211 West Markham. If you want to put it in your GPS, uh, Monday night, six P to eight P seating is limited. Uh, so you need to do this tonight. All right. Register on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Arkansas AFP or call them 501-244-9675. And remember the speaker is Matt Hurt. Always a pleasure, Ryan. Thanks a thanks lot. Thanks for having us. We'll be having Ryan on, uh, quite often. He'll help, uh, try to shed some light on a lot of times the fog, so to speak, that elopes. It gets all over the purple, you know, not the, I don't want to say, and nah, I won't put it that way. It gets <laughs> around the, uh, the capital. I'll be nice today. I'll be nice. I'll see you tomorrow, two o'clock. The Dave Ellswick show podcast is sponsored by the Juris law group. We provide estate planning for all ages and we specialize in helping seniors get VA and Medicaid benefits for in-home assisted living and nursing home care. For a no-risk consultation, call us at 501-400-8250 or find us on the web at juristlawgroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.